Yo, 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 it's Dane, man, and you're listening to Wait Till You Hear This. This is episode 13, I believe, and we're, 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 it's going to be a little different today. Uh, Ricky is not with us today. Um, you know, my man is kind of under the weather a little bit, so feeling there for him, making his first appearance on the podcast, and this is long overdue because we always plan on having this motherfucker on the podcast, but you know. Certain things call for certain things, so now we're here, and we got my nigga Bayo on the podcast. How do you pronounce your name? How do you pronounce your name? Because, like, it's been years, bro, and nobody, if you notice, everybody say your shit differently. So it's, it's Bayo, but... Bayo. Like, I normally say Bayo. My entire, my entire life has been, I've been correcting people, so I'm used to kind of hearing it both ways, but it's it's Bayo for anyone. That's what it's Bayo. It's Bayo. Bayo. So, look, there you go. This nigga Daylight been calling you Bayo for 10 years, nigga. You, you I feel like he'll, yeah, I feel like he'll one that made it big with all the diss records and, and all that weird shit that, that y'all had him doing. We had the nigga doing weird shit, or you and Mickey had the nigga doing weird shit? I feel like, I feel like I like led him to do the weird shit that y'all egged <laughs> it on. Bruh, I, it was you and Mickey telling that man that his whole life didn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, those 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 was the that was like peak seven fifty. That was back. <laughs> That's back when we get problematic. We could call people each other, uh, any type of name we want. Now twenty twenty, you gotta you gotta kind of tighten up. I be yeah. seeing y'all do that. I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not. I one. I ain't trying to have nobody take no shit out the group and post it on the internet. I ain't trying to have that happen because you know how motherfuckers is these days, bro. I I used to be wild as shit. We all used to be wild as shit, to be honest. We all yeah, was wild. But that's all on the internet. Like, I was going through my old tweets from when I was, like, 17, 18. I'm like, Jesus. Like, if anything ever happens to me and they pull these up, they're just going to kill me on, on whatever platform. So you just so got to clean everything up. I'm going to be real with you, bro. I, um, every time somebody get caught in the news, <laughs> whatever they got caught for, I go search my Twitter and make sure I ain't say it. Nah, I, I do the lie. same thing. Yo, bro, I, I, did, I did a whole scrub, bro. I went through, like, I'm going to just keep it, I'm going to keep it a bean. Certain things in 2012, 2010, and back, certain things were okay to say. On the internet, like people used to say that shit a lot. I'm not gonna repeat what I said because I'm not gonna give nobody the ammunition to say, "Oh, you used to say that shit." But right, you used to call people words just yes, jokingly, but then yes, you read yes, it and you yes. start cringing. It's like, it's like oh. I can't believe, can't believe I was like this at one point. Because it's like, because it's like, I'm gonna be honest with you. There was a certain point, like Twitter, Twitter, and I, I think it's a money thing. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think it's a money thing for all of these, uh, these companies like YouTube and. Like, they used to post murder videos on YouTube. I don't know if you remember, like, back in the G, they used to have two girls, one couples on YouTube back in the G. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I think it's when the money gets involved and you got all these corporate sponsors and you got people who want you to be a certain be a certain way in order to get their, um, get their, get their money, get money from them, basically, get their finances from them. You got to, like, kind of clean it up. Because Twitter used to be the Wild Wild West. People used to go crazy on Twitter. Like, for real, for real. And then, like, when they started getting more advertising and stuff like that, that's when they started to clean it up. And especially with them wanting to be, like, this medium for the entire world. So they started cleaning their shit up. And, like, you go back to 2012 and see some of the shit that used to happen versus today, it's like you would never be – you wouldn't even be allowed to get 
if you was gonna do some wild shit, you'd be done at your third tweet. You'll only be suspended at your third tweet. So yeah, man, I'm I'm not with none of that shit. But let's get let's get into a little bit. Let's get into your history with uh the whole 750, 750 movement and all that type of shit. So like how did you how did you come across unbiased in the beginning? So I think that all started from like battle rap, just being a, a super big fan. Like this is like 2011, 2012. For me, like battle rap peak was like 2012. That was when I was into it the most. I feel like the battles was the best. So around that time, I was just looking for people to talk to it about. Cause like my real friends, like in real life, they used to think that shit was corny. So I'm like explaining to them how dope this shit is. And they like, man, I ain't trying to hear that. So just like scouring the internet, you just hear, it was a bunch of like blog talk shows and shit like mm-hmm. that. And they will always be talking about like unbiased review, mm-hmm. unbiased review. So then I joined unbiased and it was like, it was dope. Cause there was so many people in there that all was into the same exact shit that I'm into. So uh, mm-hmm. that was the big thing. But um, overall, just in there linking up with people, I feel like it was pretty organic with like me, you, Mickey Fats. Like Mickey Fats was like, star of the group at the time so it, yeah. was, it was dope to, to until, have that interaction until, with until, I, until I took that nigga spotlight nigga fuck is you talking about Mickey you ain't no you a rapper nigga but I'm me nigga <laughs> that nigga had you you had people saying free dame like you like you were in the real prison or something crazy yo and you know what's crazy I'm on like and this is this is kind of getting away from your little your 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 spill about your narrative and how you got into battle rap and shit. We get back to that. But yo, bro, I'm in. I'm on Jazz the Rapper's account. Jazz the Rapper, the homie. Like that's the homie for real, for real. I'm on Jazz the Rapper's Facebook account, looking at what's taking place in Unbiased Review. So like, this nigga saying free Dame and shit like that. I'm in that motherfucker looking at it. Granted, nobody gonna know that shit, but I'm in that motherfucker looking at it. We kind of talked about like what happened with that shit in um on the episode with Coach. So we don't really got to get back into that. But going back to you and like your, you know, so we, 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 you ain't, you ain't 750 and like, I get, I'm going to be honest with you. I think what got you um, to be so popular is, and what, and to be honest, what got me so popular is we knew so much about battle rap and the way we could articulate our shit. And like, you know what I'm saying? We just knew, we just knew we pretty much, we had the most, I feel like we had the most uh, battle rap knowledge going back so far, and then we could articulate our, our shit well, and we could like, like basically send a motherfucker soul, which is which is like another way of saying roasting a motherfucker in the group. We was good at that shit. What you think? Yeah, and it, and it was like a, a complete battle rap look. It wasn't just smack. It wasn't just KOTD. So yeah, yeah, just being able to have that conversation with only Smack fans and only KOTD fans. Because initially, I was introduced to Battle Rap through, like, the Smack DVD. And then mm-hmm. that was, like, when I was, like, in middle school. But as I got older, my initial introduction was, um, I believe, like, Arsenal and Conceited. So that was, like, a grind time. That's battle. grind time, yeah. And, like, grind time at the time, that was, like, the white people league. Like, niggas weren't really fucking with it. It was it was mainly just URL. So just having that knowledge of, of grind time. Because I remember you was a huge fan of, of like, all the white, Dudes over at Grind Time, I used to always call you like a white supremacist. <laughs> ah, yeah, no. That's what we that did. So the I look, we could, if, if, if that's what kind of party you try to have, nigga, we could go there, nigga. It wasn't just white battlers on Grind Time, nigga. Hollow, nah, that, Hollow, Hollow got, got lit over there. Fucking 
John John the Don come from over there. It's mad nigga Dean. That come from shit over there. was the Euro League. That was the shit Luca Doncic was just playing, and that was the Euro was, League. And I'm, Smack was like I'll the NBA. It was definitely a, it was definitely a, a white league. But I'm gonna be honest with you, Grind Time kind of held battle rap down until Smackdown came back. If you want to be honest, because because Lux did Lions then, but Lions did stop. Remember, he did Lions Den, but then Lions didn't stop. So it was nothing for a good little minute, and it was a void. And I feel like when Grind, grind Time came back, fucking Worldstar needed shit to put on their, their, their website. And that's how most people found Grind Time, to be honest with you. They found Grind Time through, um, through Worldstar. Through Worldstar. Yeah, through that's Worldstar. how I found it. That's how I found Casita yeah. Arsenal. Yep. Because that shit, it was hilarious. Like the, I believe the thumbnail was like Casita sitting on the nigga's shoulders. Like, he's trying to do shoulders in the second round. So I'm like, what the fuck is it? Like, what kind of chicanery is going on in battle rap? But then you get into it, and it's like, oh, nah, these niggas are snapping. Like, that shit was super dope. So. I remember you, you niggas, you you, you and, and Jory used to love them um, jungle niggas, man. I hated that shit. Yeah, it was it was nothing but gun bars. Like, 19 years old, that's all I wanted to hear was how many different ways can you shoot a pistol, even though you probably never shot a pistol. But <laughs> shot the conceited, L dot. All the all the all the uh, jungle homies, J yeah. Fox. What's that? What was that nigga name? Um, the one with the dreads. The one with the dreads. Yeah, he had dreads, man. That nigga was like, I forget his name, bro. Oh, cocky, cocky. Yeah, that nigga name, name was cocky. Hey yo, hey yo, that nigga would not be he, as as advanced as niggas is these days. Homie was gonna have to change his name, bro. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's too <laughs> he was much. Gonna have to, don't they call you cock for short? You didn't <laughs> right. just see that nigga that shit. That's too crazy. That was wild. All right, so you said you said you started watching around Smack Smack uh Smack DVD era, and then you then you you go grind. You would have to go grind time. I never really fucked with like the the world rap championships and all that shit. I never did the the the, the thesaurus shit. So my first exposure to like. The source and Immaculate and all them niggas was on Grind Time. I never knew about none of that shit. I ain't know about none of it, nigga. Yeah, I went I went straight from Smack to Grind Time, Lions Den slash Lions Den, mm-hmm. and then back to Smack. Yeah, um, was back to Smack when it became URL. All right, so I right, so from your from your viewpoint, how did the whole Seven Fifty Boy shit start? Um, initially it was just niggas would get a bunch of comments because at the time the group wasn't really that big so it was like we were able to get 750 comments i remember like when you get 500 comments we like call it going gold on a post or whatever because people just weren't used to seeing that many comments on one post so just getting 750 it was like whenever me you and mickey fast was on the post just due to us going back and forth uh he and i would always go back and forth on the goods conceded battle so just Man, like always going back and forth. That that's just legendary, always 750 boy. comments. Man, bro, do you remember those those debates, nigga? Wow. That, that, that that's that's like that's like a holy grail debate where you niggas, y'all niggas, we know exactly what you motherfuckers is gonna say to each other. Because you said it so many times to each other, but it still it still gets the people going. It's still enticing. I used to, yeah, it got so, it got so crazy. I would know exactly when he would quote a bar. I know exactly what bar I'm going to throw right back at him. So yeah, that shit was, yeah. it was just pure entertainment. Goods and, goods and conceded. So, so just for, just for, uh, shits and giggles, who did you have won in that battle? So it's funny. Initially, I, I would always argue conceded, but like, as I got older, like conceded shit doesn't really age well to me. And yeah, like, good, 
the type of talk that Goods was doing, he was just like disrespectful, like like little boy in them almost. So like as I've gotten older, I kind of got more to the good side. But at the time, I was I thought Conceited was like the greatest nigga in the world because he just would punch, 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 punch. But like as you get older, that shit start getting watered down. Nigga always talking about cartoons and and start <laughs> blick this and click that and jig. I'm like, I'm cool on that shit, man. Nigga, like, I click it. That nigga, that nigga can see said, nigga, I click it and jig it. Right. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, say that shit for while and out. He great on while and out, but that nigga gonna do the bus that stop. That nigga gonna do the bus stop next, nigga. I click it and jig it. Do the bus stop, stupid ass nigga. All right, so we go from there. Uh so from my vantage point, I think Mickey said this at one point. He was like Individually, we can all get 250 comments, but when we come together, we get 750. I think that's right. what I think that was the shit that he said. It's crazy, man, because that was like y'all niggas was a part of the Dame rebrand, nigga. Y'all niggas, man. We, yeah, we like, we we your PR. Yeah, yo dog, yo dog. Because like I'm gonna be honest, it was looking shaky for your boy. I was I was looking like a bully in these streets. <laughs> I was looking like yeah, I was because you. It's because you always disrespect women. That's the that's back when, Yo, that's before you got you no, know, that's back before you we're not doing this. You used to always this. argue with women, and we're I'm not like, doing this. That shit I, be tough. <laughs> it wasn't even that many women in the group. That's a lie, nigga. Exactly. It was listen, a woman come in the group between you and Tobias. Tobias would say so, wild shit, so, and then you right, so, argue with him. So look, this is what we're not gonna do. You trying to mix two different eras of Dame, nigga. That's that's a seven fifty era of Dame, seven fifty debate group era of Dame. And and unbiased, there were no women in unbiased for real. So that's not true. I used to get at battle rappers in unbiased. You remember Jay Fox used to call, used to talk crazy to nigga. Jay Fox called. I remember Jay Fox called Jazz ugly, nigga. <laughs> nah, Jay Fox. Yeah, Jay Fox is out of line. <laughs> Jay Fox said Jazz was ugly, and he was he was he was saying that we didn't we didn't know how to compound run. <laughs> Remember, you were supposed to battle Jay Black. I was, yeah, I was. I was gonna do it on the UBL, but like at the time, I started getting busy with school and shit. So I'm yeah, like, I'm nigga, not about to go on scared, that. You got scared, nigga. I'm not how, going on that. You saw, you saw, you saw Jerry, you saw Jerry D kick. You saw Jerry D kick Reg ass and you ain't want that smoke no more, nigga. Reg sister, Reg is her, nigga. <laughs> Reg is, nigga. sister, Reg is her sister. I'm like, this nigga's <laughs> trash. Shout out to Jay Black. Niggas knew Jay Black like when he was Jerry D before mm-hmm. before the million followers and all the nigga done got Hollywood now, but we that's knew still, him back that's, still, that's still a homie, though, for a fact. That's still a homie. But niggas, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I knew that nigga was a star when he did the Dame with the glasses, nigga. That nigga said, that nigga said Dame be on the post and he put the glasses on. And he said, How be, I was like, oh, nah, this nigga out of here. And then once he did the Lux video, it was over with, nigga. Yeah, and the, uh, the Black Hearted Donis, when the, the four times slow it down joint, that... That, that, nigga, that went that, super viral for him early. That, but that luck shit, though, that nigga was like, they even not leaving me on the corner, bro. I call you back. Yeah, he I called his dad, I call you yeah. back. I call you back. That was insane. So we go from there. Then we do, them niggas kick me out. Them niggas kick me out. And then we start 750 debate. And so it was, I'm not going to lie. Initially, it was a situation where um, Ricky, Ricky was like, Ricky was like, "Yo, I'm rocking with you regardless." Now I'm gonna I'm keep it. A, I'm gonna keep it a stack. I didn't know what you and Mickey were gonna do, but like, I guess the shit just 
the the real are gonna be the real, you know what I'm saying? So like Yeah, I was in both initially. I was just in both because I'm like you were, you were but you stupid. You was fuck, you stupid was fucking with it's what? stupid to have like a uh, like y'all niggas got East Coast West Coast beef or something like this isn't real to me so I'm like I'm gonna just be on both and then just over time like all the all the people that I would interact with in the bias was moving over so it's like it's kind of run its course like that group started getting too big and that's one thing that like we've always done is is keep the group rather small like for as dope of a group as it is yeah. like we keep it under like three hundred and then the majority of whom don't even interact like it's like the same fifty to sixty people every day so. Right, that's but pretty it was, I, I think I think I think we kept it. There were times where like the group, and there are still times where like the group surges. Cause like I think you're, a, I don't know if you're an admin in the group anymore, but you know how how it is when you look at that shit and you see how the, the member request we would get. It's like the shit will surge and niggas. It's like somewhere somebody was talking about seven fifty, and then a bunch of motherfuckers want join. But through throughout throughout the the fucking nine years that we've been rocking, it's been so many times where people. Who don't belong in the fucking group then said some shit that got said in the group somewhere and it's like yo we don't got time for that shit we just gonna keep our circle nice and small with the motherfuckers that we care to interact with and we can go from there but um yeah man so like i said bio mickey we we were 750 boys ricky was initially not a part of that but like ricky just i'm gonna be honest with you once me and ricky got cool mickey didn't want that nigga at the cool table <laughs> But I was yeah, like, Rick, Yo, Rick strong armed his way through everything. <laughs> he just bullied his way. Like niggas didn't know who he was, but he just bullied his way, made fun nigga, of everybody. I was like, I was like oh like, nah, this nigga different. I was like, I was like, nah, he with me. Once I said he with me, he with me, niggas had to leave him alone because I had muscle, <laughs> I had muscle like that, nigga. But then eventually everybody, everybody like, you know, started fucking with Rick at a certain point. It was like, you know, that's the homie too. Like, you know what I'm saying? I remember Mickey hated, Mickey hated Ricky at first, bro. He did not like that. He was like, yo, Dane, why you got this, this lame ass nigga around? Like, get this nigga out. And then eventually them niggas got cool. And after that, once, once, once he was cool with him, it was like, yo, the rest of the niggas ain't gonna have shit to say no more if Mickey Everybody fell in line. Yeah, everybody yep. fell in line. Yeah. But man, that's a that's a little brief history of seven fifty shit bio interaction with bio. I didn't like like just like I know Ricky for that long. I probably know bio longer because Ricky came afterwards. So you know, this is I just want niggas to know that this ain't like no made up shit. Like this nigga bio is really one of the homies. Me and this nigga talk pretty much every day. Like every day via Facebook, Twitter, whatever. I'm I'm interacting and speaking with this nigga every day. Speaking of bio, when you gonna do a seven fifty versus, bro? I when when you initially called everybody out, I told y'all I wanted either Jeezy or somebody from the South. And then I got nothing. I got no pushback or nothing. Nobody hit my line to schedule. This is why I'd be you working know. with Andre Spearman, because he he get <laughs> he get right to it. Him and him and my agent, they work out a, a match contract every time. I tell you. You know nigga, you been, know niggas wanna see month. you. You know niggas wanna see you, man. I'm Quiet is kept, and even though this on the podcast and niggas gonna hear it, I'm gonna act like it's just me and you talking. I've been setting, I've been working on setting up a Drake versus Jay Z with Rob, nigga. Me and Rob gonna go Drake versus Jay Z, nigga. I, I finally, I finally acquiesce, and I'm gonna give him Jay Z and take Drake. Yeah, y'all try to give me Drake versus Jay Z. I'm not, I'm not taking that. Jay, my favorite rapper ever. I can't. I, I wouldn't feel right disrespecting him like that. The but Jay Z, anybody I- with him. Awesome. The only reason why I was gonna I was gonna take uh, Jay Z is because I started with Jay Z. Like initially it was gonna be me and Ricky doing um, 
Initially, it was going to be me and Ricky doing because it was a conversation that came from the podcast of me and him, me and him doing Jay Z versus Drake because he said Drake had Drake would kill Jay Z in the versus battle, and I was like, whoa, 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 bro! Like, even though Drake has huge records, Jay Z has like album cuts that matter to people more than Drake's biggest records. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was. His music's more impactful than Drake. That's what like, I. That's Drake what I was makes to say. amazing music. But like it, it doesn't have like any soul to it. It's like, all right, this is a dope song, but I kind of heard it before. But with Hove, it's like it, it gives you shit that you remember, like what you were doing when you heard it, and then it always brings you back to that. Like whenever I hear "Watch the Throne," I remember that came out the same day that like "Summer Madness" one happened. So mm-hmm. like, whenever I hear uh, "Who Gonna Stop Me Now," I remember reading about Verb getting cooked by Clips. So like, whenever I hear that song, I. <laughs> Visualize like yo, Verb was getting destroyed when this happened. So like, Hove give you those type of songs. Like Drake give you dope, dope party songs. Like dope shit you could chill to. But it's it's just like it's different how they do it. Yeah, I was um, I, and and I'm gonna be honest with you. Drake does have. We're not. I'm not gonna say that Drake never have no soul to his shit because he does. It's just the approach. I feel like it's different. And when. Like you said before, when you can remember how you were living when something came out, shit just connects to you differently, especially if the artist has that type of approach to wanting to connect to you in that way. Like, 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 and this is kind of getting away from the versus conversation. We get back to it, but um, Jay Electronica is from New Orleans. Jay Electronica released an album. Jay-Z is pretty much on every song. Yo, bro, do you know that the only... Two verses I listen to that album for is Jay Z verse on Universal Soldier and Jay Z verse on Flux Capacitor. That's literally all I listen to it for. And it's I mean, because he, of how he yeah. watched them the whole way. He watched them he the def- whole way. He definitely watched them the whole way. But the bigger point for me is how you say, like, it's, it's, it's shit that you connect to. Like, the shit that Jigga is saying is why I'm listening. You know what I'm saying? It's less about it. It's less about any of the, the pomp and circumstance. It's more about like, yo, these verses are, are different. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, and, and I feel like in a lot of ways, on a lot of those songs that Jay-Z have, people connect to his shit in that way. You know what I'm saying? It's like Allure. Allure ain't as big as a lot of J- uh, Drake records, but Allure is going to get a lot of shit out of You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's one of those to me. So I was trying to t- tell him that. So that's going to, Jay-Z have a lot of those records, like r- records B-sides of his catalog matter a lot more than a lot of Drake's biggest records. But now that I'm out of that mindset and I can just say, yo, I got Drake, nigga. I can use Drake. It's it's Drake. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll make it entertaining at the least. Speaking of Drake, remember I, I remember a big a big thing that, that happened. Um remember when we found out that Drake didn't write that that Rico verse? Yeah that was that was that was tough. That was yo, tough. Yo, bro, yo, bro, we we was going crazy over that shack at the free throw bar, bro. Like that shit, that shit hurt my heart, bro. I felt, I felt like, I felt like I found out Santa Claus wasn't real. Right, because it's like usually when people have ghostwriters, it's like a hook, or even if it's like a party song or something. So like when the ten bands came out, like that's one of my favorite songs off that. But I didn't hold it in that same light because it's like this isn't some shit that. That he's like really trying to get off on, but on a song when it's you and Meek and y'all going back and forth and you trying to like really get off, and you don't write that, that's kind of 
it's kind of shaky. Like that that, shit I feel like that, that holds more crazy. weight than not writing the ten bands or the running through the six with my woes. Like those was anthems, but they don't mm. hold the same weight as yo. I'm going back and forth with one of the dopest dudes out in Meek, and I feel like that's probably what hurt Meek the most. Is like you you ain't write your verse on some shit where you got busy. Like niggas just saying you watch me on this, and you and I know you ain't write it, and you know you ain't write it, and you just like taking all that praise. I feel like that probably fucked me up too. I'm not gonna lie, nigga. That nigga, that nigga, uh, what's homie name that wrote the verse? Uh, Miller, uh, Quentin Miller. Quentin Miller, Miller Quentin Miller put his foot in Meek Mill ass, nigga. My God, that was bad, nigga. I go get some millions and I get some millions to my people. They gonna go Tony Montana and cop them some shack at the free. Yo, I was like, yo, this nigga Drake is an alien. How does he sing like that and then rap like this? Right, that was, that was a battle rap bar. Like that's some shit I, I expect to hear like in a battle rap. So when you hear that on a song, it's like, oh no, nah, that's like an actual bar. But that then shit this, was crazy. This nigga Quentin wrote that shit for you. That shit, that shit is heartbreaking. Let's get into some of these uh, uh, the topics from this week, man. Let's get into some of this shit, man. I don't even know where I'm gonna start, bro. It's been a, it's been a crazy ass. It's been a crazy ass week. I guess we get into some of the music shit. Um. Did you did you hear uh Sean's album yet? Yeah, I heard it. I heard it Friday. I've been listening to a couple of his songs on repeat, like in the car, but I heard the whole thing start to finish on Friday. Um, so I thought it was pretty solid. Like I'm not a super huge Sean fan. I love the Detroit One project. So when he mm-hmm. named it Detroit Two, I was into it because I thought Detroit One was his best body of work. But I'm not a super big, big Sean fan. Like I like some of his verses, but he don't really he don't move me like that, but right, I, th- right. I think you're a bigger fan, aren't you? I'm not. I'll, I'll say this: like I'm a casual Sean fan. I'm not like a diehard at all, but I do appreciate the shit that he made. I haven't heard this album yet, and I don't. I don't know, man. Like I, I it's a lot of hype around it, and how I normally operate. Just being honest, I don't like to listen to shit when it's unless it's unless I'm like a super duper diehard, and I want to embrace the energy that people are giving some shit that I. Uh, that some shit that I'm I've already bought into. So let's let's say for instance, Cole drop an album, right? And niggas is praising Cole album. I'm gonna go listen to that Cole album because I'm already a diehard fan. So I'm kind of right. like, oh, I want to embrace that energy. But a lot of times when it's artists that I'm not totally bought into, when niggas is doing all of this extra super like praise on the shit, and I go listen to it, and it ain't that. I kind of feel the way, so I kind of let that shit die first, and then I go listen to it. You get what I'm saying? I kind of right. let the, the initial praise die, and then I go listen to it. I, I'm a I'm a fan of Sean though. I um that deep reference reference reverence song, uh the one with Nipsey. That shit is that shit when he put that shit out. I was like, oh, this nigga is on some dumb. Like, oh okay, okay. Yeah, that's definitely like one of the stronger joints on the album. I remember he played that in the uh, hit, uh was it Hit Boy that played that in the Hit, hit Boy, with, hit Boy, Boy, Boy Wonder. Wonder Battle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I heard it there, I was like, oh, nah. Like, if the whole album sound like this, like, Cole definitely got one. Like, that's one of the reasons why I jumped to listen to it on Friday. Because usually I don't I don't really give albums that listen on Friday. I, like, wait till Sunday, Monday, kind of, like, get the consensus uh, off the internet. Because, of course, that first day is, like, half the people saying it's classic. Then the other half just want to be different and, and post the Vince Carter yeah, dunking yeah. the album in the recycle. So yeah. yeah, so it's 50-50. They've been kind of shitting on. It's, I'm getting a mixture of niggas saying that Sean album is boring and niggas saying that Sean album is great. So it's it's a mixture. 
And, and then I got some people saying that, like, criticizing him about saying that something about, like, going to see holistic doctors or some shit. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. He said something about he had heart problems and a holistic doctor fixed it when the real doctor said that he needed heart surgery or some shit like that. So, all in all, what, like, what are some of the standout cuts on it, if you, if you remember? Uh, I like I really like the Young Thug song because I'm I'm a huge Thug fan. Um, mm-hmm. He had a song with Travis Scott that was dope. Uh, the Nipsey song, of course, um, and then probably my favorite song is the the Friday Night Cipher. Like he just put a whole bunch of Detroit artists on it. I'm right. a big like, I'm a huge fan of the Detroit rap. Like I like how how like the Detroit rappers rap. So like T Grizzly, uh, Payroll Giovanni, Icewear Vezo, those type of artists. I really love how they rap. So that was a big a big joint for me because. Typically, when you hear, when you think Detroit, you think Eminem and Royce, like, their style of super lyrical rap. But if you really listen to the Detroit artists, like, they, on the complete opposite, like, the beats is different. The the bounce that they have in their bars is different. So, it's dope that he, that, he put all of true. them on there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, Did you listen to the Scissor song that came out? Oh, uh, that's the joint with Ty Dolla Sign, right? Ty Dolla and... um. I, I want to say it's produced by if I if I heard correctly it's produced by the Neptune. Yeah, I might listen to it like once or twice. I'm not a huge fan of SZA like that, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm a huge fan of Ty, so I fuck with Ty heavy. But yeah, I listen to it like once or twice. I know you a, you was bumping SZA last album crazy, weren't you? Yeah, Control is amazing, bro. Control is amazing. I'm a I'm a really really big uh, SZA fan, but I feel like a lot of times. So like this is my my theory at least. Shorty hasn't put out an album since, I want to say, 2017, maybe. So, like, it's been three years, right? And I grew attached to a specific sound from SZA. And you know how that shit go with artists, man. In three years, they might be playing with some different shit. And I'm not... Who's to say that I'm going to be here for the new... You know what I'm saying? The new sound that you pick. Like, I like I, I, I like that shit. I like control. So, we'll see. I, I wasn't. I'm gonna be honest with you. A lot of people like the uh, the the new Scissor record. I wasn't really a huge fan of it. Like, I, I like I like I like Scissor when she into that like introspective uh, self deprecating bag. You know what I'm saying? That's the Scissor. Oh, like I like when she like really tapping into how she, like you know what I'm saying, being vulnerable and all that shit. That's the shit that I like. And I don't know, bro. I don't know. On you know what I mean? You know, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see. We'll see. But all in all, man, scissors dope to me. And Ty Dollar, it looked like they just go they go to Ty Dollar whenever it's time. You know what I'm saying? Like right, yo. he like the 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 dudes you go to when you need a hit. Like, they said somebody said that nigga hit. somebody said that nigga is parsley. <laughs> <laughs> they said that nigga was parsley, bruh. I was like, yo. <laughs> But all right, man. So all in all, that's cool. Scissor, she coming back though, so that should be dope. Um, did you watch the Monica versus Brandy versus? For sure, yeah. We watched that as a group. We definitely watched. It I as watched a group. that. Watched that. That's why I fuck with like the verses and and like sporting events, like shit that Twitter and everybody watches as a group. That makes it like ten times better because of all the memes that come out of it and. And all of the content that that people make behind that, it show yeah. you like how talented everybody really is. It seems like it seems like like I said before, the thing that makes these 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 events so dope is when 
people do the collective get together and talk about it. And it just feels like one big conversation, you know? Because it's like, even when we in 750 talking about some shit, a lot of times you tapping into what 750 saying, you tapping into what? It's never Facebook, but it's mo mostly Twitter. What Twitter, Black Twitter is saying. And it's kind of like, you get a pulse of what how everybody feels about a specific conversation. And that's what makes it so dope. That's what makes it dope. But um, how'd you feel about it? I feel like that shit, I'm gonna be honest with you before, before you even go. Initially, that shit was awkward as fuck. It was awkward as fuck. It felt like they had just had a conversation before, and it felt like Brandy knows that Monica will beat her ass. That's how it felt like initially to me. Yeah, it was definitely tension, and I feel like Monica, like, she know that if it really get out of hand, like, she can, like, watch Brandy. So she was just being, like, she was being, like, super extra and, like, kind of, like, disrespecting her. I, I fucks with shit like that because I like, I like when people like bully people that that try to disrespect them, but it, it kind of like wore it kind of wore itself by the by the end of the battle. Brandon, like, Brandon was, was saying, terrified of her. Like, she, but Brandon was, was saying slick shit scared. though. Brandon was saying slick shit though. <laughs> Brandy, Brandy ain't, 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 ain't innocent, nigga. She was saying slick shit. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I had heard I had heard stories, nigga. I think I told Ricky this on the last podcast, but I had heard stories of them fighting. Like and Monica beating the fuck out of her in the past, and like when as the battle was going on, right? Because you know I'm from New Orleans, um, and Monica fuck with C Murder and C Murder from New Orleans, so like the whole narrative and like and energy, Monica been in the city a lot. So I I, t I tweeted it. I said, "Am I the only one that heard stories about Monica putting hands on Brandy in the past?" And you know how many people hit me? It was like, nope, you are not alone. Michael Jackson, you are not alone, nigga. Yeah, what's the they like people that had whole interviews confirming like that Monica really like punched her in the mouth. So I, I I think it's one of those like unkept secrets. Like nobody really like talking about it, but like everybody knows it. So when you see both of them, it's like it's that tension and that energy there, like straight from the jump. And then and then uh Brandy all but confirmed it when when Monica said she don't run the houses no more or whatever, and Brandy was like, "Yeah, cause you used to," and she and Monica was like, "Girl, I wasn't talking about that. <laughs> Girl, I wasn't even talking about that." And she was like, "Oh, my bad. Well, you did do that though." All in all, man, I thought it was a dope battle. I didn't really have a winner, to be honest with you. Because it was so fucking awkward that I was clicking in and out of the live every five minutes, nigga. I was like, nah, this is too awkward for me. She need to just go ahead and smack the shit out of her and get it over with, bro. I was like, nah, bro. They, they wildin', bro. It was a good battle, though. I felt like both of them have really, really big music. Um, You forget, you forget, for both of them, to be honest with you, you forget some of the shit. And, like, some of the ways that they done did this shit. Like, it's like, yo, bro, wow. Like, all of these... Cause they started I, I, so young. Like Monica was up there talking about, like, yo, I recorded this when I was thirteen. I recorded that when I was fourteen. And it's like, that shit crazy when you think of a little thirteen-year-old girl making music like this, or a fourteen-year-old girl making music like that. So like, when you get twenty-five, thirty years of of pure hits, like that shit adds up. Nigga, nigga, Monica was in that motherfucker talking about some. I recorded this when I was an embryo, nigga. She was wildin', nigga. <laughs> Yeah, I did this. I did. I was still. I was still bottle feeding when I recorded this one right here, nigga. I was like, "Yo, money, you had. We know, bro. You was young when you was making music, man. Goddamn, bro. Brandy, and then Brandy would do that shit. Yeah, 
I did this one when I was 11. Yeah. I did this one while I was holding my mommy's hand. Like, get the fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> they was trying to one-up each other. That's what you got to do. It's, it's competition. Everything competition. Not just the music, but the story behind it. You got to you gotta embellish a little bit. I I'm not. I mean, I'm not mad at it. both of them. Are, both of them are legends. I think the uh, the the brandy song that kind of kind of threw me and I, I kind of forgot was the one from Set It Off. I was like, "Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, I I I forgot. I forgot about this one, nigga. Wait, wait a minute." <laughs> And then you know the song, you know the song word for word because you done seen set it off so many fucking times. I was like, God damn, that is Brandy. Holy shit. You were my You talking sister. about the missing you song? Yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Nigga, like, that's a huge fucking record, bro. Especially for the hood. If it ain't a huge record for like the whole it for it's for the hood for sure, nigga. As many times as we didn't watch set it off. How many times you done seen Set It Off, Bayo? Bayo? At at least, at least probably like 15. Because that's one of them songs, that's one of them movies that's like always on TV. So like always whenever VH1 or whatever, it's always on there fucking 3 p.m. on the Saturday when you ain't got nothing else to do. So you definitely like run it up on those. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. That's a that's a good Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith appearance, nigga. She was, she looked, I feel like she was at her peak and that one, I know Coach and, Coach and Ricky was on this motherfucker talking about how and low down Daddy Chain. But I feel like, just appearance-wise, in that one, and in fucking uh, Menace to Society. She looked good in Menace to Society. No, Menace, nigga. yeah, Menace was... She was looked good, age. boy. I don't know, what is this shit you was talking about with Kodak, bro? You want to explain it a little bit? Yeah, so so Kodak, he's uh, currently locked up. I think he's in the feds. So um, he's Jewish, like he converted to Judaism, I believe, like right before he went to prison. So Ooh. what he was saying is he wants to have meetings with like his rabbi because um, you have, you know, your constitutional right is you could practice whatever religion you want. So in prison, they can't take that away from you. But what okay. they were saying is due to COVID, they can't have the rabbi come face to face. So he was saying, well, why can't I just call him and contact him on the phone or video chat because they got like video chat in prison and all that so it's like that's where the fight has been kind of like going back and forth with the court they're not allowing him uh to practice his religion and like kind of like the underlying theme there is because like he's black and claiming judaism that that's why that's probably why he feels like yo this uh request isn't being responded to you know these christians that are in here they get to see their pastors and and do what they pastors but me being a black jewish man i i can't see my my rabbi Mm. Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really have much to say to that because I don't really, I don't really know the inner workings of the the rabbi world, you know. And I don't, I don't really know much about Judaism to be honest with you. It's kind of, it was, it's more shocking to me that he converted to Judaism in jail. You say he did it in jail? Uh, either in jail, or like right before he went. I don't really hear about so many people converting to Judaism in prison. I hear more about like. People going like, especially black people, like going like fucking what is it, five percenter and um yeah, it's but like and, those are like gangs basically in prison. So like the, when you convert to Islam, like you can have a meeting where it's just y'all 
and like the the CEOs and stuff can't like intrude because that's like your holy sacred space. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like another gang in prison. So that, there's people that genuinely do it, but a lot of people do it for like protection and like you get slightly better food because you can't like eat pork or anything. So you'll get like a little better food and in, in like the child line and stuff. But overall, like the majority of them do is they Muslim in there, they come outside and then they just be back to being regular. So Heard that. that should be crazy. And now you have it. Tales from the jail cell by bio. <laughs> Tales from the jail cell, nigga. No, nah, I was oh. there, I, I've never been to jail. That's just that, that's a lot of good research. That's, that's number what's, uh, what's, good research. What's, what's, what Gilly never be talking about? Uh, Tales from the cell. Tell, Tales from the cell. Something like that. Shout out Wallo. Um, stories from the cell. I think it's yeah. Stories from the cell. Stories from the cell. We we ain't trying to we ain't trying to intrude on your on your IP Wallo. We respect your shit, but this nigga Bio was talking like he'd been to prison before. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had to get him up out of here right quick. All right, man. So this this probably gonna be like one of the last music topics we got, but this is a big one, man. It's a big one. Uh Dr. Dre, man. Dr. Dre's ex-wife is trying to get some specific shit in the divorce proceedings, my name. She says. That she needs two million dollars a month. It's a travesty. A month, a month, right? So I'm I'm not gonna front, right? I feel like we are, are leaving ourselves open to being very, very fucking toxic right now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, thought, I, I feel like even women would understand that like she's wilding right now. I feel like the average woman will understand that that two million dollars is is ridiculous. Hey, 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 Mayo, even you say your average woman is kind of toxic, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but look, we're gonna get into it though. We gotta do it because we gotta get the people what they want. Now look, Nicole Young, TMZ broke the story. Fuck TMZ, but TMZ broke the story. Nicole Young wants one. Million nine hundred thirty six thousand three hundred ninety nine dollars to cover her, her expenses a month, and Come this on, is man. the breakdown. She needs ten thousand dollars a month for laundry and cleaning. It's ridiculous. Like this is ridiculous, bro. Like, what do we? Ten, how many clothes grand. do you have? Like, what is you? Do they have kids together that like live with them and, if, and she needs all got, that for the kids? Yo, bro, if they got kids, the kids are grown, my G. I'm I'm like I'm gonna go out on a limb and say all of the kids are grown. Yeah, because Dre mean, and them is in his fifties, so yeah, that makes that nigga, sense. That nigga Dre Dre is is, is fifty five years old, bro. That is insane. Them, ten bands ten bands a month for laundry. Laundry and cleaning. She <laughs> needs you know what she needs? She needs fucking Fucking uh, the detergent, nigga. She got to buy the the highest quality de- detergent. How how detergent gonna come from the Swiss Alps, nigga? Um, okay, it says one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars a month for clothes. Ridiculous. A hundred a hundred thousand a month for clothes, so a million dollars a year on clothes. Like that doesn't even that doesn't even compartmentalize it, bro. How much, I'm, like, how much you, I'm trying to. I'm rich, trying to like. You're a millionaire. How much money do you think you would spend on clothes per month? Like new clothes, just for yourself. Probably, probably like 
I'll probably, I'll probably, I'm gonna be honest with you. Just if it's if it's just for myself, probably like a cool, a smooth like five k, five ten k a month. That's what I was, th- I was thinking. Ten. And not even. And, and just be cap. honest with you. Just be honest with you. Let's think about it. Let's think about it like this, right? You gonna buy a new shit, but for the most part, like it depends on what you like. Like if I'm just like a if I'm a millionaire person that's just living life like on some normal shit, and I ain't gotta be popping out all the time. I'm not about to be buying new shit. Up, you know what I'm saying? You buy new shit when you got a new somewhere to go. You don't really niggas ain't just buying new shit just to. Just to put in their closet, you know what I mean? I, I know I'm not, nigga. I used to do that shit when I was young, but not, you know, as I got older, I'm not buying new shit just to have in my fucking closet. So, like, shoes and shit like that, you probably spend money getting sneakers and stuff like that. But I'm not about to be buying, like, whole outfits and shit. If I, especially not $135,000 worth of shit. Like, what the fuck are you buying for, with that? I can't even think. Yeah, I can't even think of of how you even get to that point. Like, how do you even get to that number of 135000 a month? On some clothes. How much? How much does a pair of red bottoms cost? Like fifteen hundred, I think. Yeah, like a thousand. Oh, yeah, even 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 then, like what? Do we, like you know what I'm saying? Like even then, like the high the highest of high. I don't know, bro. That's weird. So then she says education, tuition, and living expenses sixty thousand dollars a month. That that I'm confused, man. This is this is baffling. Sixty bands. Education and what else? Tuition and living expenses. Yeah. So her crib and then her schooling. But if she's in her fifties, she's not going to school. Like what college? You but let, let's say old. let's say let's say let's say she is though. How much is tuition at a at a school? Tuition is like ten thousand a year, not ten thousand a month, unless she got like a private tutor. So I don't know, bro. That's weird. And then she says entertainment is nine hundred thousand a month. That that was the number that that made me just like close my <laughs> close my Twitter app because like, right, I'm gonna get frustrated. Like that 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 was the crit- that in the part where she said she's um donating his money to charity. Like you not about yeah, to pay yeah, she said for it and then charitable contribution. Yo, bro, she said she giving away one hundred and twenty five k a month. She's giving away 125k of this nigga's money a month. I'm not letting that fly. Dr. Yeah, Dre did... to get he needed to holler at Future. Future had his his uh, baby mom wanted fifty three thousand, and she ended up getting three thousand. So he needed to holler at Future to get his lawyer and his his uh, legal team. So so and then she says her mortgage, her mortgage is a hundred thousand a month. That's actually that's probably like the most reasonable number on the shit. To be honest with you. The yeah, that makes sense. Probably, that makes that's sense probably like sure. the most reasonable number on the shit. And then she says telephone, cell phone. And who how do you pay for an email? Um, yeah, I don't maybe if she has like she gets so many emails, she gotta like pay a service to to like go through them and hold them. But even that, that that shouldn't be tens of thousands. That should be a telephone, hundred. telephone, cell phone, email is twenty twenty thousand dollars a month. That's ridiculous. How many phones she got? This is why niggas shouldn't be out here getting married. When you super rich, just stay single, man. That shit ain't two million a month. That shit ain't worth it at all. How you feel? Do you think if you let's say you hit the lotto, you get like a smooth hundred million? So you got a hundred million to your name. Are you ever thinking about getting married? I feel like I feel like in a lot of ways, and this is this is uh. 
like flirting with that line or like saying some I feel like a lot of ways in a lot of ways there is no upside to it for a man aside from what you leave yourself susceptible to because the institution ain't really set up to to operate in your favor. I've had this conversation in the past about like when, when me and coach was on this motherfucker talking, I said like the whole spousal support and all that shit, that shit comes from a bygone time. Like, I don't, I don't know if you listen to that pod or not, but like that shit comes from a time where women could not work. So their livelihoods were connected to what the, the man could go out and generate. You know what I mean? So if you married a woman and she bought kids for you, you are like literally working to support that woman and those kids. So if you were to divorce her, you were still li- liable to pay for her life because she can't go out and get a job and take care of herself. Um, and and that shit, that's just not the way the world works anymore. So I don't understand why this, like why in, 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 a, in a modern world, why a man would divorce a woman and even after the kids are gone out of the household and all that shit, she still could ask for $2 million a month. And it'd be an actual... Because, you know, she asked for $2 million, but she knows she's not getting $2 million. She asked for $2 million, so, like... So they can negotiate her, down. You ask, how, you ask how, and then you can negotiate down. Right. Like, even, even then, it's like, well, bro, what are we doing? So I don't know, bro. It's like, in a lot of ways, um, how, how Dr. Umar Johnson said, uh, marriage ain't nothing but white man paperwork. Like, yeah, like I, I don't, I, the whole concept of marriage to me is kind of dated because like all this shit, like marriage used to be number one. It used to be the only time you got sex. Like people will only have sex after they got married. Thing, they will only move in with their significant other after they got married. They will only they would you know be together for real for real like after they got married. But like nowadays, you do all that in the dating stage. Like I don't know a single person that doesn't live with. Uh, their significant other before they get married, or mm-hmm. nobody, nobody's not fucking before before marriage in, in twenty twenty, unless you like Tim Tebow or something. But so like all of the the perks of marriage, um, specifically for like men, it's kind of like done. So like the only reason you're really getting married at this point is if you're super religious or if you're trying to satisfy like your lady. So. I don't, so, I don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Some that. people want to do the shit. Some people, some niggas want to do the shit because they want to do the shit. Like, I, I would like to get married, but I don't need like to to entangle myself in like all of this legal bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the pump. I, I, I've, I've envisioned the pomp and circumstances surrounding a marriage or like proposing to a woman, but like in terms of like. Me tying everything that I have to this union and 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 saying that like oh if this shit don't work out you get to have half of what I have or like you get to like you get to like basically I have to take care of you after this is over with because we 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 we've gotten married even though you are an able-bodied person that can go out and like make your own it just don't I don't really see. I, what I will say is this though. You can do it how Chadwick did it though. How'd he do it? Chadwick Chadwick married like I can I can understand somebody marrying they they significant other when they know that shit is shit is over with and y'all want you to be well taken care of after this, you know what I'm saying? Right. I want you to be well taken care of after this shit is over with. I can see that. Or in some situations, this to be honest with you, 
Some people are securing their shit and know that they ain't got nothing to worry about. But like, I don't know, bro. Mad Day be coming. So I don't I don't really know how this shit be working, to be honest with you. But uh, I'm it's it's scary. It's scary to me. I'll just say that. It's scary to me that the way the, the way the shit's set up, it could happen to you. Yeah, it's just that the whole system is like antiquated and it needs to be updated. But like in America, the majority of our systems are, are pretty antiquated. So marriage isn't even even at the top of the list of like the shit that we gotta like modernize. So I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh like in our lifetimes. I feel like the man will always be the one having to pay. That's why I always like champion all of the homies when they uh get money from their girls like uh my man can do is getting money from Mary J. Blige, <laughs> Black King, uh my homie overseas getting money from Adele. He he robbing her. I think they say he took her from like a hundred million. So I, oh, I fuck with all the oh, yeah, I fuck with all the all the homies that's out here getting paid because niggas been getting did dirty for so long. It's it's it gotta be a correction in the market. So I fuck with <laughs> it gotta be a correction in the market. I'm gonna just say this, man. If 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 I'm gonna be I'm a man, so like I don't like that shit. But at the same time, it's like if it's one way, we we're fucking over women in a lot of ways. So if this this just the one way where they could get even, this the one place where like Shit is on their side. You just gotta bundle up and let shit rock, man. It is what it is, but like, cause like, they getting cooked everywhere else, man. They getting cooked everywhere else. Have you been paying attention to the politics, man, and shit that's been going on lately, bro? For sure, you got to like, especially now with election season coming up, you gotta make sure niggas ain't trying to like slide nothing in, cause the way people been running in March, April, they get to to September, October, they start changing their tune. So you definitely gotta gotta make sure and check everybody. All right, so all right, so just like just to, just to the niggas know basically if you've been listening to the shit, you know where I fall on stuff. Uh, where do where, where do you fall in terms of like Trump, Biden, and all this extra shit? I mean, my thing is like I was a Bernie Sanders dude. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like Bernie Sanders would have really made some changes, but at this point. It's like you have to choose. It's not it's not about choosing somebody perfect. It's about choosing someone who is better than the other, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, even though neither of them were, like, my ideal president, it's like the shit that Trump got going on just from a, a character standpoint. Like, I don't see how people could vibe with that. Like, how he just carries himself, how he always contradicting himself. It just came out that he was, like, disrespecting war veterans and stuff. Like, the same dude that's shitting on the... NBA players for kneeling for the flag and saying they disrespecting the country is actually disrespecting war veterans. So I feel like I'm, this is just, it's pretty, he, it's, he, it's, he been doing it should that, be a been simple doing thing. He's been doing that shit for a long time though. He, he used to be disrespecting John McCain, remember? Yeah, yeah. He called him a coward because he got caught. <laughs> like that's crazy as fuck, boy. That is crazy. To call a nigga that was a prisoner of war a coward because they got caught. Like can you, I can't even imagine being caught on no prisoner of war shit. Yeah, all that torture. That shit. He said, John McCain said it was just like the movies. Nigga was shaking. He couldn't, like, his whole body changed afterwards. Like, like, bro was a war hero, and you calling him a, a coward because he got caught. Like, the nigga had a, a choice whether or not he could run away. I remember, I remember he couldn't ra- remember, remember John McCain couldn't, like, raise his arm and shit? Yeah. Yeah, all of that happened because nigga was a prisoner of war. That shit crazy. They're not I playing think- with you over there. So like, all right, let's get into a little bit of this shit, man. So you said Trump called 
the vets losers, right? He called them niggas yeah. losers, right? He called right. niggas. That's that's crazy on it. And now he's trying to. That's the part that get me about the Trump shit. It be so much misinformation spread on that side. So like, then it's like this nigga lives in his own world, where like his his recollection of the events is the is the is the the recollection that takes precedent. So like. There are niggas have pulled up tweets of this nigga calling <laughs> yo, my, yo man, they, they pull up tweets of this nigga, bro. They pulled up tweets of this nigga calling veterans losers. They have it's it. a tweet for everything. Like everything that Trump like is doing now is literally a tweet from when uh Obama was president and him like denouncing it. It's it's literally a tweet for everything. It's the funniest shit in the world. Like I don't understand how like when people get rich. They had their whole Twitter scrubbed and shit like that. I don't know how the president doesn't have his Twitter scrubbed. They just yo, been letting this whole thing go on for four years. Yo, Bio, this nigga, this nigga, he tweeted when he was president that the niggas was losers. He tweeted, he tweeted the article out, nigga. He tweeted his whole article about this. He said, I did not call anybody losers. Niggas, niggas found his tweet. And posted it on the tweet of him saying that they wasn't losing. I was like, yo, we're in the twilight zone, bro. And you know the craziest part about it? It's niggas who believe that shit. It's niggas who believe that pre- Donald Trump never called nobody a loser. Because like, like, they just listen it. to what he say. Like, whatever he says, they just go with it. Even if he contradicts himself openly, they just go with whatever he said most recently. All right, so what is it? What 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 is it I hear about? They say that white supremacists are now now being classified as the number one threat in, yep. in the country. So, yeah, so the uh, Department of Homeland Security, um, this was pretty recently, maybe like a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came out and they said the number one threat to the United States um, American society, like the greatest terror threat, are white supremacists. Right, like the same white supremacists that the president doesn't acknowledge are real. Like he, they're saying that they're the biggest threat to our society, not the foreign uh, terrorist organizations or like Black Lives Matter that or Antifa that like Trump and his people are trying to call terrorists. They weren't even on, like anywhere on the list. Like, That's like crazy. it was literally That's just crazy. the white supremacists. That's crazy as fuck. It's it's like. It's, it's a situation where, like, nigga, we've been knowing this shit for how long, bro? <laughs> oh, y'all just figuring this out? <laughs> yeah. Y'all just coming around to the fact that these motherfuckers is the number one threat in the country? It's just crazy, bro. I mean, good by them for acknowledging it, I guess. But, like, black people been knowing this shit forever. But it's like that with everything with us. Like, we be knowing way ahead of time was up, and then it just takes for the rest of society to catch up to what we be on. But, like, niggas be knowing everything. Pretty much. I got a couple more to hit on, and then we can leave this politics shit alone. Um, so, the government is saying that critical the critical race theory shit ain't real, and they're banning anti-American, they're calling it, they're, they're labeling it anti-American diversity training. So, like, I, I'm assuming that Trump Trump is on Trump is trying to like pander to his base so much to where he's saying he's saying like um the diver, like the diversity training like the sensi- the racial sensitivity training and shit like he going he like yo we ain't on none of that like fuck all that shit and then they even coming at the critical race theory that say 
Do you know what critical race theory is? Uh, yeah, about like that's like saying that everything is tied to like systemic oppression against people of color, right? Or something of that nature. I'm gonna look up just to give the, give the audience the, the proper uh, definition. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give the uh the so this is this is from Wikipedia. It says critical race critical race theory CRT is a theoretical framework in the social sciences that examines society and culture as they relate to cate- categorizations of race, law, and power. Uh, yeah, and it says developed by the po- postmodern philosophy. It is based on critical theory, a, a social philosophy that argues that social problems are influenced and created more by societal structures. And cultural assumptions than by individual and psychological psycho, psychological factors. So pretty much, basically, what you said is like the critical race theory is that this shit ain't about this shit ain't about niggas 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 race. It's about societal structures and how the shit is set up. It's on on a systemic level. And basically, the gov like it's not. I won't say the government, but it's the the, this this establishment in terms of like the White House and shit like that, they basically I, I just feel like Trump trying to pander to his base and like he trying to say whatever they want to hear to like get to get to galvanize the niggas more than they already galvanized. It's like he trying to do whatever he can. Yeah, because like it doesn't even make sense to deny the fact that there's uh, institutional and systemic racism because it's like it's everywhere. So to to try to deny it, it only panders to that demographic that is always trying to disrespect like black people's struggle and try to hey pull yourselves up by the bootstrap those type of people or the whenever we talking about systemic racism that permeates itself through like law enforcement how they treat black people disproportionately to any other race which is statistically a fact like it's it's impossible It's it's impossible to deny it because every single metric you want to use just screams it but to them, when they hear that, they just initially go to, well, what about Chicago? Like, it's the dumbest shit in the world to me. So it's not a surprise that uh, Donald Trump is catering to them and, and disrespecting the fact and trying to ignore the fact that there's systemic racism. I think it's not it's not surprising. It's just surprising the way that he's going about doing it. It's like, that's the, I think the, I think that thing that always shocked me about that shit is like, I expected... A lot of a lot of my awakening came because I used to have these thoughts. I used to think to myself, like, man, at a certain point in black in black history, we were such a unified people. Like we were unified. It was like black power movement. We were strong. Niggas was rocking afros and bell bottoms and all of this shit, right? And then somewhere along the line, like niggas niggas got fucked up. Niggas started doing dope and all of this shit. And it's like, how did that happen? How did we become so, like, so, like, I won't even say disenfranchised because we've been disenfranchised, but how do we be, become so disjointed as a people? And then I think I, I think I saw the 13th. I think it was the 13th. And, like, the uh, 13th. Yeah, Ava DuVernay's uh, documentary. Yeah. The 13th, basically, she basically drew a line from from slavery to now. And it was like, oh, these niggas did this shit right in front of our faces. And the thing that got me the most was like, it wasn't like, you would think like the disenfranchisement of the black race has been like some backroom deal where niggas is like, like, like looking both ways before they cross the street and they say, hey, we about to fuck these niggas up. 
Nope, it wasn't. Not, they did the shit through legislation, bro. It was law. And that's the thing that blew my mind the most. Like, all of this shit was law. So you go from, you go from that, you go from being an a, 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 a organized people that are together and fighting on one accord, and then they start killing, they start murdering, and they murder in prison or demean the credibility of all the black leaders, and then they put crack, crack in the hood, and it was over with. Crack, you kill all the leaders, put crack in the, put crack in the ghetto, give them, give, give them high ass, give them high ass penalties for it, and you pretty much, you got your prison population, you done fucked up the home, the households of all these black families, and it's over with. It was over with. That shit always tripped me out. Yeah, it's all, it's all systemic, because like, individual racism, like, don't get me wrong, it's not positive, but the impact that it has is super small. But to actually get it across, you have to institute systems. So you have to, you know, put people, uh, you have to do redlining, putting all these people into these areas where Mm -hmm. all the homes are like dilapidated and and aren't worth much. So then the schools aren't going to be good because all the schools are uh, are funded by property tax. So then you got bad schools, kids aren't learning. When kids aren't learning and you in poverty, poverty and crime is hand in hand. Like there's a a, a direct correlation between poverty and crime. Mm-hmm. So when you put all of these people disproportionately in the poorest neighborhoods, of course they're gonna be criminals because it's it's impossible. Like if niggas ain't eating, like people literally aren't eating. So what are you gonna do? You gonna sell drugs, you sell drugs, you gotta keep a pistol on you. Like it's it, this is just how it happens. So it always I always laugh whenever I see people try to, you know, tell black people that you know, you got to be like these other groups that never had any of this happen. Like the Irish, they had some, but it wasn't institutionalized the way that there is. And it, it wasn't in all the institutions. It wasn't in education and in real estate and in finance and, and all of these things. And shit's still happening now, if you want to be honest. Oh, like, oh, no, oh, no doubt. I think it was Wells Fargo. A couple of years ago, they had to pay money because they was, they was giving black people with good credit scores and, and certain levels of income, they were giving them higher rates on houses so they wouldn't be able to afford houses in certain neighborhoods and shit. So shit's still happening. But I just you know, saw I just saw whenever a story, not, bring I it saw up, a story not too long ago. I saw a story not too long ago. It was maybe like a couple, it could be a couple weeks or maybe a month ago where uh, a black woman, I want to say a black woman who's married to a white man, uh, they were trying to sell their house. And she's selling her house and she had all of the pictures of like, you know, black people in her house and she got a certain evaluation on the house. So they took down all the, it was way below market value. It was, she said that the offer was in, in some ways disrespectful. So what they did was they took down all the pictures of the black people and put up, you know, pictures of white people and shit like that. And they, they did another estimate on the house and she got, they got a way better, you know what I'm saying? They got a right. way, way, way better evaluation on the house. So it's like you said, it's still happening in the day, man. It's crazy. That shit is crazy. Um, and that's I what's guess- stopping the wealth. Like the biggest ways to build wealth in America, like, or it's three. It's three main ways. It's education. It's the stock market, and it's real estate. So if people are selling their houses and it's being valued under what it's really worth, like you're stopping them from being able to build wealth because this is, you know, let's say it's ten percent. That could be, you know, twenty, thirty thousand on the house as opposed to, you know, what they would be getting. So. I mean, it's fucked up all the way around, but you gotta kind of, kind of try to break it down one step at a time. But 
this shit ain't about to change overnight, bro. Because it didn't it didn't happen overnight, so it's impossible for it to change overnight. That's a fact. Um, I guess the the last politics thing we get into is Ben Laden's niece uh, said that. <laughs> <laughs> Ben Laden's niece is a wild ass. That's just a funny statement. That... <laughs> Yo, she had, she, had Trump, she had Trump supporter, bro. I hit the thing, and she had on a, a Make America Great Again hat. Talking that about is nasty. The That's only disgusting. The only person that can stop another war is Trump. What? That's disgusting. <laughs> Yo, Listen, whatever she say to do, we got to do the opposite. Because that's, that's disgusting. <laughs> Yo, bro, I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like Bill Laden would not be for Trump. I feel like, but, I feel like... <laughs> but just think about like say that out loud. Ben Laden's niece is campaigning for a presidential candidate. Like that should tell you alone what's up. Like Man, that is ridiculous. We are in the twilight zone, boy. Oh my god. Oh, that's how all god. the twenty twenties been. Hey, uh, this is Damon. If you're listening to me right now in this interruption, I know you don't want us to interrupt the podcast, but if you're following the podcast on Apple Podcasts, I need you to subscribe, rate, and review. This helps the algorithms and it helps us to grow the podcast. Share it wherever you're listening to it on your social media. Do all that good shit for us. We're trying to become big as a motherfucker and we need y'all to do it. So I know it's a chore. Just help us out. Thanks. Have you been following like this URL tournament shit? Uh, a little bit. I haven't. I missed last night's battles, but I followed like the first two joints, the first two rounds. Yeah, I I didn't really. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I forgot that that shit was coming on. Um, I ain't, I ain't watch it. I ain't watch it. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I think I think Bill Collector won his battle, and I think uh, Holmesy won his battle. I want to say. Yeah, I saw I saw a lot of outrage about Danny Myers losing, but I hate Danny Myers' bar, so I wasn't really tripping off the fact that he lost. Is is it was it only two battles left? Like who else? Who else is is still in the shit? Yeah, I think I think they down to the final four. Oh, so, so it's because so Summer Madness is in two weeks, right? So they yeah, so the final is on Summer Madness in two weeks. It, that's what they did last time with no. So it's Holmesy versus Bill Collector. I believe so. Yeah. Like if 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 anybody would have told you that Holmesy was gonna be on Summer Madness, would would you have believed it? I yeah, I didn't even know who Bro was until <laughs> like three four weeks ago. I had never heard of Holmesy. That's crazy. I only knew him for being uh like around the Goonies and shit. Like that's the only reason why I knew him because I remember like he was on um one of uh the out of Hennyman videos having a conversation in like a backyard or some shit. That's all I remember, man. I had never heard dude rap before. Uh, so, I mean, shout out to the URL tournament. Uh, what is that shit called again? The ultimate, like yeah, the ultimate, ultimate freestyle or ultimate something like that. Shit, yeah. Shout out to that. All right, so in other battle rap news, Briz canceled uh, on Murder Moot. How you, how you feel about that? Pathetic. <laughs> Pathetic. I was, no lie, I was looking forward to that battle because I, I like like I like how Briz rap. He's super unique to me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm interested in seeing Mook because like there's no crowd here. So it's Mook, you know, always talks about how he doesn't like the crowd and wants to just go face to face. So that that small room face to face, I was looking forward to it. But they say it's a good reason why Briz backed out. So maybe 
you know, I'll, I'll, I'll reserve my like long term thoughts. Maybe he has some like super personal shit going on. But overall, from what, I was definitely looking forward to that battle, bro. From what I saw, from what I saw from the Rock uh, vlog with uh, uh, Uncle Rock, like Briz was talking about backing off for a, a, a second. Like you know, what I mean, he was he had been talking about it with Bees and them talking about backing off for a second. Um, I, I I heard that his man's passed away. Uh, the guy that got into the fight. Um, with him, remember that one dude? Yeah, bro, in the orange, the, yeah. the one that held it down while everybody else was scattering. So, I don't know, man. It's an interesting situation. I don't really like to disrespect people when it comes to like mental health shit because you never know what's going on in somebody's life. You know what I'm saying? If it, right. if it, if it's not, because I don't, I don't, and more than anything, I don't see a reason why you would not take a battle with Murder Mook. You know what I'm saying? Like, if everything's the biggest battle, it's the biggest battle. If everything, if, if all, if all things are even, right? If all things are even and equal, why would you not battle Murder Mook? Like, why would like what what will stop you from battling him? It has to be something going on in his life that made him not take that. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It don't make no sense to me. So you know, shout out to Briz. I hope everything is is okay. Hopefully, we get that battle in the future because that is. That's one of like the last grudge matches left in in battle rap, and it's an organic grudge match, you know. That's yeah. not some Rock shit was that... saying he might take it though. On the yeah. the same Uncle Rob video, he was saying he he was talking about like he had like three, four battles lined up. But I'm yeah, sure that, if yeah. they come to him with yeah. Mook, you cancel whoever else you battle in the battle murder Mook. He was saying that they had him set up to do so many other things that, like, if they're trying to discuss that with him, they probably not. They probably don't have it in the cards for him to battle Mook. You get so I, I understood it. I understand it, and and it, it didn't seem like he wanted to step on Bridge shit. You know, it seemed yeah. like it seemed like he was really concerned for Bridge. You know, and it, it, it seemed like he was really looking forward to them having it out. Uh, so salute to that man. I'm not I'm not the biggest Murder Mook fan no more. So I don't know. I don't know what that battle was gonna be. Like you know what I'm saying? Because Bridge Bridge is hit and miss sometimes for me with his content, and Mook is Mook. So whatever. Um, getting to Summer Madness ten. Uh, you, you do you know about some of the battles that's on the card? I could run some of the ones that I know of of hand down for you. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I know of most of the battles. So we got we got Rum Nitty versus Reed Dollars. What's your thoughts? Uh, I like the matchup because like Reed Reed last battle against Surf. Mm-hmm. Initially, I thought he was gonna get his ass whipped, and he was like after the first round, he was getting his ass whipped. <laughs> and then Surf went first in the second round. And I was like, oh, nah, this is about to be bad. But Reed did phenomenal his last two rounds. Like, that was, like, top tier, you know, top flight stuff. So, and that was, like, in a similar environment that this would be in. But with that said, like, Rum Nitty is arguably the, the nicest nigga doing it right now. So, I don't, I see, like, him, I don't I, see him losing. No way, no how. But Reed should put up a good fight. I feel like Rum is the best battle rapper in the world. I'm not mad at that. He's he's the most consistent nigga. He he is doing innovative shit every time. Like you know, you you expect you expect the rum to to say something that you have never even thought about before. You know what I'm saying? You expect right. him to do something that's groundbreaking. He pushing this shit. He pushing this shit forward. Um, in terms of that, he wanted to you know forebash for like that next level of shit. He wanted forebash for that, and then he he ultra co- consistent. His performance game is up. 
Like he don't really have no flaws for real. Like all you can say is he don't do personals, but he even do those sometimes. You know what I mean? When he and he does them. angles really well. Like within usually when niggas punch, they just punch. But like he's super direct with them, and he'll do an angle with all punches. So he, yeah, I, I'm not mad that you calling him the best in the world. I mean, I don't, sure. I don't really like. I I don't see a person. Just me being honest, right? Especially after seeing what Loaded Lux did against Surf. I don't, I don't, I don't see one person in battle rap that Nitty will go against where you say, "Oh, it's gonna be a tough night for Nitty." You know what I'm saying? Like it's always the opposite, unless you say Daylight that just battled Rock. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But even then, that's one battle of of that that level. Like Nitty, been at a super high level for years now. Yeah, that's crazy. Alright, uh getting into some of the other ones. Uh you got Geechee Gotti versus Charlie Clips. I, I wanted Geechee versus Goods. I'm not mm-hmm. really like Clips is dope to me, don't get me wrong, but I don't feel like that's a good style clash. Like I feel like Clips is just gonna get up there and try to clown him. Like clown mm-hmm. his style, uh, you know, clown the fact that he do he sell hair or whatever, like Clips is gonna be hilarious because he's just a naturally funny dude. But, like, Geechee is one of them dudes, like, when you were talking about being the best in the world, like, Geechee is one of those people that has a claim to that as well because he's super dope, super consistent. So I wouldn't be surprised if Clips wins just off being such a vet and, and kind of, like, knowing how to win. But I feel like Geechee's bars and Geechee's angles would be more memorable. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have, I have Geechee winning, but it could, it could be uh, a Clips win because Clips – Clips, I thought Clips beat New Jersey Twerk, and New Jersey Twerk is like one of my favorites. So like Clips has a has a way of being able to win a battle, even if technically he didn't have the better material. He's good at like winning the battle aspect in terms of like being direct and taking that an angle and being funny and, and kind of like mixing it up and going in and out and stuff like that. Um how about you? Like what where do you see that going? I I I don't want to see the battle to be honest with you. Like Geechee versus like come on, bro. Let's be honest. Why do who wants to see Geechee got to battle Charlie Clips? Like for what? Like what? Like come on, whatever. I mean, I don't know, bro. It depends on what Clips show up. Like you said, Clips versus Twerk. I feel like the reason why Clips was like that versus Twerk is because he knew that he could die. Right. He knew he could die, so he knew he had to like come in there and like not fucking play around. And Clips was dope in that battle, bro. In the he first round, dope. he did. He was getting cooked in the first round. Like, Twerk, I feel like Twerk overloaded in this first round. And, like, his second Clip. and third weren't that strong. But, like, that first round, he was crazy. And now you even seen it in Clips' face. He's like, all right, I'm in for a fight. And then, you know, he took a step back and definitely won the last two rounds, clearly. But that first round, like, he was, he was, he got put on his ass. I think it was more so the, the way that Charlie Clips prepared. It was like, it's, it's, it's dope when niggas have all these haymakers and shit, but when a nigga can prepare and execute their rounds the way that he did in that battle, it just, it, it, it becomes something else, you know what I mean? And I think that's why, I, like, I'm not I'm not a, a real big fan of Charlie Clips because I don't feel like he's a consistent battler, but I do acknowledge that he is talented, and when he actually tries, he is capable of, you know, you know what I'm saying? So Beating anybody. Yeah. And being being entertaining, it's 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 cool to win a battle, but like Sue Surf say all the time, you can win a battle, but like do people want to watch that shit again? That's the thing. Like right. 
It's one thing to like win a battle and just say, hey, I got a W, but the other nigga that you was battling against was whack as fuck. I'm right. talking about like that nigga clips was good in the battle and, and some shit that like you would actually want to go rewatch. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I don't know if this is gonna be a good battle, bro. It just don't make a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? I don't it could be a good battle depending on the clips is motivated by Geechee Gotti, because Geechee Gotti is one of them niggas. So we'll see. I don't know, man. We'll see. Um we got Kayshawn versus Chess. I feel like this might be the best battle. Uh, as long as Tess, I mean, Tess is super inconsistent with the choking, but like, as you were speaking previously um, about Briz and, and Mook being a, a quote-unquote grudge match, like, this has been a match that I've been wanting to see for a while, because Tess kind of reminds me of Shine, like, because if you, if you remember, like, Shine came in super-duper young, like, he was like 19, 20, like, him and DNA were like the same age as they came in, so he was that young dude barking on the older dude, super aggressive, uh, super punchy, so like I, I think this would be a great battle. Like I, I feel like Shine is super consistent. I haven't, I'm not really a fan of his new style the way I was like his old style. Like, you talking about Shine? Yeah, K Shine like versus Verb or versus uh, JC. Like that that style is like substantially different than what he does now. Like now he's just kind of like more punch heavy. But I mean overall, Shine. You, 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 you talking about you talking about you talking about you talking about New Jersey Shine? <laughs> I knew somebody was gonna say that. I, what you trying? I mean, like, let's get I, to it. You ain't gotta put because this, no, no, what's no, up? No, you you so, feel so, like you feel like Shine gonna run down on you or no, something? So what's up? The, the reason why I don't I don't like when people say that is because if you watch like watch Shine versus Goods, he was rapping the way he raps now, like the the aggressive, like the raspiness in his voice. It's it's just he changed up, like later, like in the middle of his career, he kind of changed up. So he's kind of getting back to like the basics. I don't think it's it's New Jersey's shine. Like it's hella niggas that sound more like twerk than shine does. Like I, I hate when people do that. I don't even think Listen, you really Sean, believe that. Sean was never a, 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 a um a anticipation type nigga. Sean was always a momentum type nigga, and he turned into anticipation. Like 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 New Jersey twerk. I've I've uh kind of like broken his style down before. He more of like an anticipation puncher. It's like a I'm a build up. I'm a work to building up this one line, and boom. Whereas, Sean was always a momentum nigga, like like rapid fire, like that. And all of a sudden, with the you know twerk, twerk, I guess getting his shit over. It's like Sean started kind of like rapping like that a little. Like he started like. Getting getting influenced by that style a lot. That's what I would say. Like he he don't rap exactly like that nigga because it's still shine at the end of the day. He still got his inflections and shit like that. But you could you could feel the influence. It's like, but that's like the the growl was a little but different. I, that's that's not uh, like only K Shine. Like that happens all the time in battle rap. Like when guys were punching all the time, then like with B Magic conceded. You would hear people punch more. Mm-hmm. You would hear people slow it down. You would hear people, you know, do the thing where, like, they say, uh, like, what Surf would do, um, Kobe, Pal, Pal Word, Back to the Block, like, that type of stuff. You saw that more. It's just the ebb and flow. Like, it's just like sports. Like, you'll see dudes play big, and then a team wins. Then the Warriors win playing small. Now you got everybody trying to play small. It's like if the Lakers win this year with two bigs, you'll see everybody playing two seven-footed. Like, it's just the natural progression of, of rap, the natural progression of sports. So I don't I don't put that uniquely to K Shine. And it feels like 
that is uniquely put to K-Shine where they're like, oh, no, nah, I, I, I think you know what made it. I think you know what made it bad. I think what made it really, really bad is Shine was out before him and was way more lit before him. And he, like, Shine is like a top tier, top, Shine is a top tier nigga. And him doing it, it just made it a thing where, like, wait, you got this top tier ass nigga biting a style from twerk when normally the niggas that copy twerk are normally like the niggas that's like either new or like trying to, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get a look or something that are influenced by that style. That's kind of where I think the the difference came in at, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, I, I understand for sure. I just, I just don't think, I think it's an influence, but it's not him copying them and it doesn't deserve him being called New Jersey shine. Y'all, y'all being very disrespectful to a legend. That's all I'm saying. But overall, I think the battle I mean, would be dope. I mean, listen, listen, fuck all that. Like, if 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 that that nigga was New Jersey Shine on one of them cards, nigga, I'm gonna fuck what you say. You could be nice all you want, nigga. That nigga was New Jersey. Everybody said it. Everybody, like literally the whole fucking battle rap world. No, I think I know. That nigga rapping like that. About the, I think it was the Geechee battle. It was one of those battles. Bro, where that he, nigga he did sound like, like he did sound like twerking that one. But to say like it was it was it was bad though. It was like yo like. What the fuck is this? But it, but but like but I like chess a lot. I like chess a whole lot, and I feel like chess, chess in recent years he has found a format that works. So if chess is to is able to get through his material, uh, we can see a really good fucking battle. We can see a really good fucking battle because I I really really enjoy chess shit. Yeah, I got that. I got that as, as the best battle in the card. I think that would be the best battle of that night. Um, and this is the last battle, to my knowledge. If if there are more, you can hit me. But Calico versus Verb. I got Cal. Like I, I just prefer Cal's style. And Cal, niggas hate on Cal. Cal really doesn't lose very often. And like Verb, Verb is too hit and miss with me. Like that nigga, so he I, get the rapping fast, shaking his dreads, and don't be saying nothing. Like he get in that Eminem mode where he's just rhyming words really well, but he's not actually saying anything. And I just hope he doesn't get too deep into that. Uh, when when was the last time Calico was actually good? The last time he was good. Yeah. Um, I mean, he hasn't battled in a while. I'm not. What, what was his last battle? His last battle was Twerk, right? The the joint in Philly. Am I? That was a horrible. That was a yeah, horrible but that battle. was that was mainly horrible because of the crowd. That wasn't horrible. Like Twerk and and Kyle weren't bad. It was just the crowd was terrible. Like the Philly crowd wanted to boo everything. But Cal, Cal doesn't battle often, and I feel like that's a good thing. Like that's what makes him so dope is that he pop up once, twice a year, or once every other year, and just kill shit. Like his ill will battle. Did you see that? Uh oh, like that was the one where it was in the garage. Or yes, shit? he did phenomenal that battle. Like he, I thought he beat ill will clearly, like not even close. I think I saw that shit. Yeah, I think I saw that shit. It was it was alright, man. Like Calico ain't been Cal, I, It just seemed like Calico don't really try it no more. Like that's my my logic. That nigga don't really be trying to like. He he just be. I think that nigga just be trying to get a check. Like yo, y'all contracted me to do this shit. I'm about to get paid, and that's it. Versus, I'm a verb fan, and I feel like Calico, especially in a, a setting like this. He doesn't have a chance against Bird. Just being honest. Why? How, 
And not in a setting like this. Not in a setting like this where there's no fans. But it's basically you just, the, you... the ill will battle. It's not, though. Them dad, boot, they had mad niggas in that garage. It was a couple. It was probably like 30 people there. This will be. Bro, it's no, it's no niggas. It's no niggas in this. Nobody. Like, nobody to play off of. All you got is your words, my G. Like, all, you literally only have your words. And, like, that Calico can't rap with verb. And if we just rap it, he can't. But that's rap what I'm verb. saying. Verb just raps. Like Calico is gonna get up there and battle. Verb is just gonna like rap a lot of words. Like he just rhymes words. Did you see like him um, versus Lux? Like he was up there talking about I'm, my ancestors are Mayan warriors, and you cut my head off, I'll go four of them. Like that's dope that he made those things rhyme. But it listen, really is insane. So, like what does that mean? Uh, we could we could do that. We could do that. Right? What does that mean? You can do that for any. You can do that for any and everybody if you want. To just no, no. Like, I'm saying like that like whole that. round. We know. Hold on, hold on. That, that whole round. Was that's like cool. That. That's cool. That's cool. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't really. I don't really remember the sequence too much to know. Nah, I, I, I know this though. Right. And that same. And that same. In that same battle, that nigga told that nigga um. Put some bread on them like the stock exchange. Directions read lots of pain. Picture open heart, like, open heart like a locket chain. I've been watching bang. Riders, ride up. Rockers bang from a proper range. He terrified, swerving, spinning the wheel like he Doctor Strange. Up, man, stop fucking playing me. Stop fucking playing me, nigga. Stop fucking playing me, nigga. Hey, don't like listen, chill, chill. Verb, Verb is a phenomenal rapper. He's one of he's one of the best rappers. But the nigga don't be saying that he's Eminem. He's, he's so battle that, he didn't say Eminem. nothing right there. So in that shit, that, that shit that I just said, he didn't say nothing right. No, there. he did for sure. Okay, but his uh, rounds, his rounds aren't full sure. of those. His rounds, his oh, what rounds. That, what that nigga more, said? That nigga said more, My ancestors are Mayan warriors. That nigga said. That nigga said. Um, I never MK. No, no, Michael Corners. Your sister got a okay. Whatever, whatever. That nigga said they line up. They line up memorials every time I fly in. Look. Yo, yo, but yo. They, yeah, no, that, that was alone, okay. Yo. Never mind, man. Your 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 objectivity yeah, when it comes listen. to Averb is listen. is out the window. How? I mean, whatever. Okay, that's fine. I I don't have no problem with you saying that shit. Cool. Calico ain't been good, and God knows how long. And you can't tell me the last time. I just was, told you the last when, time. When it was did good. It? I guess it will. That was last year. Nobody cared about that battle for real, bro. Nobody. You and Darius like that battle. Um, let's just be honest. You and Darius care about that battle. The last, the, the last time Calico mattered, he was bullying. He was bullying fucking um, what's what's homie name? The white boy. The white boy. Who's the? Who he bat? He oh Pat Stay. He bullied a nigga. Pat Stay. That's the last time. That's the last time Calico mattered, bro. I'm looking. I'm looking through this shit. This nigga battled. Got a million views almost. How, is, how does nobody care about he, that? He battled. He battled ill will a year ago. He battled uh, Big K. Big K year ago. That. That's that's pretty much it. Who else? Could, um, okay, I guess Calico is a lead. I mean, man. I, I, like he's he's easily the most underrated because he doesn't. He legitimately doesn't lose very often. And I feel like I feel under, like him getting him underrated? getting cooked by Lux is like one of those things where like it was cool to make fun of him. So then from that point on, for a couple of battles, like, niggas was just laughing at him. But, like, Calico really don't be losing, bro. I, I like Calico. I, I used to like Calico a lot. I just feel like he don't really try. I feel like Calico got into this mode where it's like, nigga, I am Calico. So, like, 
I could just coast off of the name alone. You know what I mean? I could just the name itself. I I, I completely I can I wholeheartedly disagree with you saying that Verb just get up there and rap. That we we'll we'll agree to this because he 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 kicked Geechee ass. And he wasn't just rapping. He was talking. Oh no, that battle was great. He fucked that me. battle was great. But Geechee wasn't. <laughs> Geechee dropped the ball on that one. But reverse performance was definitely. When you when you said but when you, that's what I was about to say when you say that you said Geechee dropped the ball in terms of them having like a true classic because I agree with that. If Geechee come if Geechee come with some shit, that's a great that that becomes a great battle instead of just a good a good uh, a verb. Right. That's what I'm. That's I agree what I'm with that. Yeah, for a fact. So I think some man is ten ten gonna be cool, man. They got some pretty good battles. I ain't really mad at none of the none of the uh names that's on the card. I'm not really looking forward to Geechee versus clips. But that besides that, I feel like everything else is good. Yeah, I agree. Like the this card, the gnome card, like URL's done well considering the circumstance. Like niggas can't have anybody in the crowd and and that type of shit. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Before we get our battle rap, what was your what was your take on the avocado situation? Um, which him not filming anymore, or him saying the disrespectful racism. I mean, if you either 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 one you want to touch on, you can you can if you want to touch on the the not filming both, I guess. So the not filming, I, I feel like that's kind of weird. Like we've seen this before in battle rap, like over the you know ten years or however long URL been around. It's like dudes always from different companies. Like, we've never really seen it from URL. We saw it from different companies where, like, the corporations try to come in and just throw a bunch of money. We've seen Total Slaughter do it. We've seen, um, like, the Battle of America people try to do it. And then, like, it always mm-hmm. loses the grittiness and, like, uh, you know, the realness of, of what battle rap is. So I feel like when you start by getting other people to film it, that's step one. So even though it might not be a huge deal that, Twiz and Avocado aren't doing it because, you know, at the end of the day, it's just camera angles. But I just feel like that's step one of, like, the corporate entities trying to, like, take over and, and take Battle Rap by the horns and turn it into some shit that is not. So, like, that kind of throws me off a little bit. And it, it bothers me that, like, Smack is doing it because Smack is always, we for the culture, we the innovators, not the imitators. This is, you know, all the other shit that they, all the other slogans that they got or whatever. So that kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way because uh, Twiz been with them niggas since, like, 09. Like, Avocado, I understand. Like, he got he got with them, you know, maybe two, three years ago. But Twiz, Twiz was there when they was dropping, you know, uh, one round a day for three, four days, like, that type of shit. So that kind of, like, threw me off a little bit. Um, as far as him saying racist shit, like, I, I said this in a group. Like, I don't be surprised when, and, and you know, if you get offended, you know, God bless you. I don't get surprised when, like, white people say racist shit, right? Like, you have to understand, like, a lot of people, like, Avocado is, what, in his 30s. So let's just say his parents are in, in their 60s. You know, that means they were they were born in, in what, the 50s? The 50s or early 60s? Like, mm-hmm. they were born at a time where niggas wasn't seen as whole human beings, where people was drinking from different water fountains or you know, people weren't going to the same school, that type of shit. So it never surprises me. Like when Martin Luther King Jr. got killed, he was the most hated man in America. So a lot of these white people that y'all that people congregate with and y'all are friends with, their parents and grandparents either hated, like it was it's more likely than not that they hated Martin Luther King Jr. and his his kind of me- the message that he was pushing. So like it doesn't surprise me when white people are racist because a lot of times you're raised by it. So him saying that shit, um, it, it rubbed me the wrong way, of course, because it's like, dude 
is his he's making he makes his whole living off of black culture. So if you're making your whole living mm-hmm. off of black culture and then you're saying disrespectful things about black people and not just disrespectful things like jokes, but uh, pushing tropes that one aren't true, like the whole black father thing. There is no data that shows that black fathers are less existent than white fathers, like zero. There's no data there. So you're pushing a trope that one isn't true and that two is super toxic, um, especially when you're dealing, like he's talking about a verb, like, you know, a verb always jokes about having a lot of kids, but he always, you know, makes sure to tell niggas like, yo, he takes care of them kids. And I'm sure with you being them close to him, you probably didn't see how he interacted with his kids. So for you to play like that, that shit like is out of hand. So I understand why verb like was saying like, yo, I want to fade. I want to smack you. You a bitch. That type of shit. Stop playing with me. Because when you're, a white dude that makes his living off of black culture, and then you're saying insensitive things, uh, toxic things, and harmful things about black people, and pushing tropes and stereotypes that are are dangerous, but they're also like false. That shit is 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 super corny to me. So, my bad for being a little long winded, but I have I have actually. Nah, bro, nah, I've bro. Look, listen, they gotta, gotta, gotta let you get like, that off, bro. Like that's that type of shit be pissing me off. Like you make your whole living off dealing with black people. Like your biggest employer. Is URL, which is three, is owned by three black men, and you saying that type of shit about three black about black people being fathers and shit. That that shit corny to me. Yo, bro, I had a whole, I had, I was, I was more than anything, cause like, like, like I said, like I said in, on the previous podcast, I am a very empathetic person. That's just how I naturally am. So I could see how six six years ago, Avocado was a different person. And he's he and he he was he he was guilty of doing some shit or what have you and he different now. He worked with a lot of black people, he got a lot of black friends and all this shit. But we just never get the empathy like that. When 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 it's us on the chopping block, they don't give us we are not afforded that kind of empathy. And it seems like white people all always are afforded that kind of empathy. Like when it's us. It's, you you never know what happened. You know, wait till you hear both sides of the story and all of this shit. And, but, and when it's them, it's just like, you know, they get empathy. And I've witnessed that shit in terms when it comes to racist racist shit. I've witnessed that shit when it came to uh, avocado certain certain instances. And um, I I follow wrestling. Whenever niggas is racist in wrestling, the white people always won't forgive them. Always. They always won't forgive them real quick. And I think a, a lot of times the reason why these white people want to forgive uh, white people who are racist, because on some level they see themselves in that shit, and they think like, oh, well, if I was racist, I want somebody to forgive me too, you know? Because that's, that's what that's what the, the, the bulk of the KOTD fans and the Ruin Your Day fans, they basically were acting like it was not an issue at all. Like, I don't get, I don't get why this is a problem, blah, 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 blah. So, no, fuck them niggas. But um, my uh, and not just a piggyback off that. Like the whole you said six years ago, it was different in this. But like for me, six years ago, racist shit was still racist shit. Like I, I understand. Oh, no, no. Like six years ago, maybe, um, like for example, like uh, when people used to like instead of saying like corny or whack, they used to say something was gay. Right? They say, "Yo, that's so gay that the this that I didn't win a lot or whatever." Like. They would say gay as a youth as a replacement for corny or whatever. That at one point in time was like generally accepted, right? So when people were saying this 10 years ago, it was accepted. It was accepted to use like the F word uh, 
uh, and call straight people that as like a disrespectful thing. Like if you watch mm-hmm. The Hangover, like he literally pulled up and he said paging doctor and said the word. You feel what I'm saying? So like that was a, a movie that nobody boycotted. Nobody was out there picketing. Everybody just thought it was a funny movie. So I understand like uh, as, as far as like those times, you know, kind of like, hey, let's, let's forgive him. Let's hold him down. That type of stuff. But like six years ago, the shit that he said was still super problematic because six years ago, the same tropes of black men not being fathers, that's not new. Like that's been here for decades. And again, like I said, like there's no data to support it. So for you to say that six years and then just say, yo, six years ago, I said that, please forgive me. Nah, like when you said it six years ago, you should have been checked on it back then. People just might've missed it. So like, I, I don't really agree with the, oh, oh, let's forgive or, you know, we shouldn't forgive just because black people don't get forgiven. Nah, we shouldn't forgive because when he said it, it was some fuck shit. So like when he said nah. it was some fuck shit and now it's still some fuck shit. Like it didn't change because it's six years, in my opinion. No, I, 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 I agree with that part. I agree with that part. I'm just saying, like, I fuck with Avocado. Like I watched the watches and ruin your days and all of that shit. And I can see ice because because I, I, I patronize the shit that he, he he the content that he creates. I see what he does and like the changes and like some of the stuff that some of like some of the stuff that he's participated in to help and stuff like that. So I see the change. So from an empathy standpoint, I can see where a motherfucker used to be one way and now they are different today and they don't want you to hold hold them to the 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 shit from six years ago because they have changed. I can understand that. But on the same on the same standpoint, because I'm gonna be honest with you, when in 750 when niggas was doing that shit and niggas was getting that avocado, I was like I, I, I was like, I low-key low want to shoot a bell because such and such and such and such. But then when I go to the other side and see how the white folks are carrying it, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to take a step back now and let these motherfuckers commence to whipping your ass. Because, nah, you got to wear that, bro. You have to wear it. That's just how I look at it. Um, And, 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 and before, before we move on, our ex asked him the same question when they had the little sit-down thing. It's funny, bro. You might want to watch that sit-down thing. Because all it is is motherfuckers basically, like, getting the avocado shit. That's all it is. Geechee, RX, passwords. And even they had a nigga calling in Mr. Biscuits. And they was all getting his shit. RX asked that nigga, so where do you get that black 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 men don't take care of their kids from? Where do you get that from? What made you say that? Where do you get that from? And he was like, I don't know, I guess just being racist. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, because he was like, our ex was like, all I know is good, good fathers. All I know is good black fathers. I don't know no bad black fathers. Like, get you a good dad. Password's a good dad. My my kid's father's a good dad. Where you get that shit from? Who told you that? What motherfucker told you that? And then Mr. Biscuits had this analogy, bro, that was so crazy. I bet Mr. Biscuits was like, because our ex, ex, um, uh, avocado, how how do we know that you, we could trust you? And Mr. Bishop came on that motherfucker and he said, he was like, so he was like, so um, if a, if 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 you if you found out that if there was a teacher at the school at a school and you found out that he used to touch kids, um, would you be okay? Would you be okay with him teaching teaching your ch- children at the school, or whatever, whatever? And our ex was like, no, there's like protocols in place to where you know you that that teacher will never be allowed to be at the school or whatever blah 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 
And he was and he was like, cool, right? Because that's some crazy shit, right? People right. So if a motherfucker was racist in the if you found out that a motherfucker was racist in the past, like it I was like that, I was like, yo, that's kind of crazy, bro. That's crazy, bro. I was like, yo, damn. Damn, bro. I was like, yo, I never thought about it like that. But then Geechee had like this rebuttal saying that, like, well, I'ma tell you like this. What if you found out what if you was a bar operator and you you got this 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 employee and he like the the best employee at your bar like you know your your best bartender ever your business growing and everything blah 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 and he been dope and then like he tell you like yo before before I started working here I was I was an alcohol like you know six years before I started working here I was an alcoholic and what have you blah blah blah, blah. but. Since I've been working with you, all my behavior been on the up and up and everything. Like, what about that? I was like, hmm, all right. This nigga gets you good at rebuttals for real, nigga. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It, it was a good conversation. That was getting at that nigga. Uh, Gitchy called that nigga a bitch to his face. <laughs> he was like, yeah, bro, we're not fucking with the. I don't want y'all to think that we're just over here trying to, like, chill here from no shit. I told Cuz, like, and I tell Cuz to his face, like, Cuz, we're not fucking with that. And you a bitch for that. <laughs> Like, get you a gangbanger for real, nigga. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, So, <laughs> shout out to Avocado. <laughs> nah, that nigga gonna punish me. He gotta, he gotta do man, some type I'm of community I'm service homie, or something. I'm on homie, man. I'm on homie, man. He, gotta, he just gotta give his, his next five URL checks <laughs> to the Black Lives Matter movie. Right, yeah, he gotta do community <laughs> service. He gotta donate. <laughs> he gotta donate. All right, man. All right, so... Leonard Fournette signs with the Bucks. Yeah, them niggas is just they 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 remind me of the Rams a couple years ago where it's like, where are they getting all this money from? Like, <laughs> like bro, they got Brady, they got Gronk, Mike Evans is one of the highest paid receivers. They just got Fournette. They then they get Shady McCoy too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they yeah, got they Shady did. McCoy. Like Godwin is either he got paid or he's about to get paid. So like, I don't know where they getting all this money from, but. They should be entertaining to watch. We got to deal with that shit, bro. The fucking Saints got to deal with that dumb ass shit. Them niggas going to go get Leonard Fournette. And, and, and to make matters worse, I thought we was getting fucking Jadavian Clowney and he going to sign with the, the Titans. Titans. yeah. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? What, what, what like, you, you think the Titans going to be good? Um, no, I, I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I never trusted Ryan Tannehill's game. Um, but I, like Derrick Henry, like last year, he was doing some shit that I don't, I've never seen a running back do just because of his size. Like, bro, low key was, built like a, a middle linebacker. And just was, niggas, be sca- was, niggas be scared <laughs> to tackle him one on one. Like they like stay on the side of him till more enforcements come, so they could, so they ain't got to like deal with getting stiff armed or something. So the, he's the different. Ravens, the, the Ravens think they slick. The Ravens think they slick. Talking about they they cut Earl Thomas. Because of contact detrimental to the team, they really cut that nigga because he couldn't bring right. down there yeah. <laughs> in the playoffs. Nigga. That's what really happened. That's what really happened. He little boy. I, I, I was pissed about that because if we get clown, if the Saints get clowning, like we have one of the best D lines in the NBA. In the, I was about to say NBA, NFL. You got fucking uh, Sheldon Rankins. You got Sheldon Rankins, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, and Jadimian Clowney. Nobody want to see that. Shit, but we got one of the best D lines, the Vikings. We just got uh my I don't man. Want, I don't want to talk. And, I don't want to talk about that. out of uh out of Jackson. Yannick, you talking about Yannick? Yeah, I don't want to talk about him that. Him on one side, 
Daniel Hunter on the other. Daniel Hunter, one of the best uh, the, uh, pass rushers in the game. I won't say he's the best because, you know, I'm not going to get carried away. My, the Bosa boys out of Ohio State, out of the Ohio State University, uh, are probably the best. But uh, Daniel Hunter right there with him. And now Yannick is there. You would, you would, you would bring up the Vikings pass rush, huh? I mean, you know, we, 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 that's how we build it. Like, our secondary is solid. Um, Xavier Rhodes. I've never I don't said, know if you know, but I'm, it, I'm, I don't know if you know, but I'm saying that for a reason. You bringing up that fucking pass rush. I mean, you should, you should see like nightmares whenever you hear the Vikings the way we've been doing <laughs> y'all in the playoffs. Where, like, like. <laughs> Like, we be so, y'all. so this is my this is my question for you. I'm glad that I got you. I'm glad I got you here. Because I want to ask you a question. Because y'all have been doing that greasy. Got the Minnesota Miracle just last year. Y'all fucking blitzed Drew Brees out of his fucking fucking cleats. And we almost won that game. And then nigga push off and catch the fucking. He didn't push off. He didn't push off. Push off is when you extend your arm the whole way. He just gave him a little tap on the shoulders. Yeah, he pushed off. But niggas need to get in the weight room. That's what I think. Beyond beyond that, right? Why is it that y'all beat the Saints but can't never beat nobody after y'all beat the Saints? Can you explain that to me? Y'all beat the Saints. Y'all beat the Saints. And they're gonna get dragged. No, no, no. Well, we lost. No, no. But when we lost, so I, I start with the Eagles. When we lost to the Eagles, we just had a bad start. Like there was a point in the game where we had a huge fuck up, and then from that point, it was just like an avalanche. And then when we lost to the Niners. That was just Kirk Cousins. Like Kirk Cousins' problem is, I gotta I gotta find a way to say this properly. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is one of them dudes that's like it'll be third and eleven. And then he'll just make sure that nigga get like eight yards just to like pad his stats. <laughs> like he one of them dudes, you know, like when niggas be down like eleven at the end of a game, and then instead of going for threes, they'll go for layups, like knowing that they'll let them score layups. You know, like and they go from having twenty to having like twenty four, like in two possessions because he didn't stat pad it. That's what Kirk said, Cousins does. Nigga said, nigga said, it's third and eleven. Kirk Cousins take Kirk Cousins taking the five five yard check down. Yes, and running to the sideline. <laughs> He'll rather he'll rather get a, a five yard uh completion than to like actually take a shot and, and potentially get, you know, fifteen yards or eleven yards because he don't like it messing up his completion percentage. Like I never thought it was possible to stat pad in football just because of the way that the, the game is set up. But like after watching this nigga for however many years he's been with us, it's like all right, I get it now. I get why Washington Redskins fans or the Washington was, football. Was, team that was fans. his first year. That was his first year, right? Uh yeah, that was his first year. Yeah, I mean, I, oh well, fuck it. Uh, AP got cut by the the Redskins, and then he signed with the Lions. Any commentary you want to give on that? Not really. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. Nigga. A- AP, 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 you a legend, bro. Just hang it up, my nigga. Like, just go, just go, go get it, go get a job talking sports somewhere, man. Anybody gonna pay you to sit down in front of the camera and just start talking your shit? Right. I think he probably he trying to like. Creep up in the in the all time rushing yards. Like I don't get it, cause like at this point he already a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest ever. So he don't really need that. But some niggas just be wanting to. They be trying to do the uh, the Frank Gore route. All right, man. I'm gonna just let's let's just get into it, right? Cause you you one of the people that I respect that basketball like I, IQ opinion and IQ on shit. So let's let's talk 
basketball for real. Niggas, niggas in 750 always make fun of me for saying, let's talk actual basketball. So the Bucks won the day. Right. They won the day. And they extended the series just 3-1 going into game five. So uh one, what's your thoughts on them extending the shit? And then I, after that, I want to talk about G- Giannis's game. Or have you said name? Uh, game. I thought it was dope just to see because it would be it would look kind of crazy just to see the one seed get swept in round two uh, by the four seed. So I thought it was dope for them to like not quit when Giannis went out because it'd be easy for them to just be like fuck it, our best players out. Let's just you know call it a night. Um, I really respect the way Chris Middleton played. I like how he played. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I think what threw Miami off is just their entire game plan. It's set around like stopping Giannis, and then yeah. when Giannis isn't out there, it's like, what are we gonna do? So I, I don't, I don't take much out of it. I feel like the Heat probably win next game by a, a good margin, especially if he doesn't play. What I really want to talk about is Giannis's game. That's what I really want to talk about. Like and when I say Giannis's game, I'm talking about like from a skill set perspective. So like, what's your take on how he gets it done? So. When um I think it was around the All Star break when James Harden said like Giannis isn't skilled or whatever like all he do is run and jump like a lot of people took that the wrong way so to speak mm-hmm. because of course it was hating to say like he has zero skill because you can't be in the NBA and be yeah, an MVP and that's just not and that's just not true with that's zero skill you feel what I'm saying right. however like his skill set is like not like first and foremost I feel like. What Giannis needs to do in the offseason is figure out, like, what he wants to be. Like, does he want to be LeBron and KD, where he's a perimeter guy creating from the perimeter? Or does he want to be Shaq, where he dominates on the block? Like, right mm-hmm. now, he, ha- he doesn't have a skill set, like, conducive to playing either way, right? So mm-hmm. when you watch him play, it's the reason why it's so easy for teams to take him out. Like, even Orlando. Orlando just didn't have the... They didn't have the bodies to do it. They didn't have the they didn't have the scoring. I feel like Orlando didn't have the scoring. No, I mean, I, even, even, I'm just talking about defensively as well. Like Jonathan Isaac was hurt. Aaron Gordon was hurt. Like those are two players that would be on Giannis. But like, yeah. They, but when I watch when I watch those games, not to cut you off, when I watch those games, a lot of times they were doing a decent job on Giannis. They just couldn't score the basketball to keep him from getting out of transition. Right. The 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 main thing about Giannis's game, what he does. Thrive is if you let him get out in transition, it's over with. It's right. pretty much over with if you let him. So you can't miss you can't miss a shitload of shots or take a bunch of ill-advised shots and shit like that. Yeah, like I said this before. I said like he's one of, if not the best transition player I've ever seen. Like do euro steps from the three-point line and dunks. Like that's that's different to me, right? right. But like in the half-court setting, his game is so limited because he can't like he doesn't dribble well under pressure. So like running up and down the court with no pressure on him, he can dribble. But once you get him and you on him and he has to, like, dribble through tight spaces, he doesn't dribble well. His jumper is broke. His post game is non-existent. Like, his turnaround game in the post, he doesn't have. He doesn't have a jump hook. He doesn't have a mid-range game. He can't shoot threes. Like So, like, in the half court, there's really nothing that he can do on a consistent basis. Like, can he hit an open three every now and then? Sure. But, like, you're not guarding that. So, if you're not guarding somebody from a certain area, there's no point in them, like, being in that area. So, like, mm-hmm. that's Giannis's problem is, like, he has to get an actual skill set. So, like... I, I'm saying... I'm saying... I'm saying for a good little minute that Giannis either needs a 15-footer or a post game. 
It's pretty much that simple. Yeah. If he has a if he has a fifteen footer, people can't just lay off him the whole the whole way. Cause if you give him the fifteen footer, he can make you know you can make a fifteen footer. But I don't think that that will ever happen. I don't think Giannis will ever be a good jump shooter. I think he should, he should just watch Kawhi Leonard play. Like Kawhi Leonard doesn't really shoot threes, even though he's a good shooter. He doesn't shoot threes. Kawhi Leonard just operates free throw line extended, that yeah. type of area. So like if Giannis just could get that to where he can go right, hop step jumper, go left, hop step jumper, like that. But, but see, up that's, the, that's so the problem. Much. That's the problem. I don't think he has the touch for jump shooting. I just don't. I, don't, I think that that is that ship has sailed, and it's been so long to where like I don't think that he's going to develop the ability to shoot. What I do think he can do is he can go learn some footwork to get a post game. And he, he he's the, he's freakishly athletic, so I can see him posting up a nigga and just dunking on him if he get the feet work. All you need is your footwork to be right to dunk on niggas. That's it. Nah, if, but I think he, he that, needs to get a turnaround jumper in the post. Like you can't just like even if you making, look at he like, not making no, like we talking he not about making Shaq. no turnaround like, jumper. He can get the jump hook. People compare him to Shaq, but like even Shaq, Shaq had jump hooks. Jump Shaq hook. Had yeah, that's what you would do that. Moves. Uh, like Shaq had a post game. It's just Shaq he didn't had, really need the, it because he was so nobody could stay in front of him. But Shaq had it was the full. Forward. It was the full. He had the footwork. That's what right. I'm saying. If you go learn the footwork and that's it, that's pretty much all you need. Because a lot of times when Giannis is posting niggas up, he get pushed out because he don't he don't know how to like leverage his body in the post to make sure that they don't push him up. He be he be in the post getting guarded by fucking guards and they stopping him and he coming up short and shit on layups and dunk. It's like yo, bro. Get your feet right, plant yourself, take a power bunch, and boom on niggas. We've seen you dunk on everybody. You can do it. It should be easier from the post. I feel like if he learns how to play out of the post, that that takes away one of the fastest that you can defend him with because you can't lay off him no more. He got somebody on his body already, and if he draw a double team, it makes it that much easier. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that that and then you can diversify your portfolio. If you want, you can post up some niggas and other niggas. You can you can. You know, if it's a if it's a big man or something, you could probably take that nigga out to the perimeter and dribble by him because he can't guard you. You know what I'm saying? You play it by by the matchup or whatever. But all in all, man, it's crazy to to say, but like he is a, a defensive player of the year, and more than likely he's gonna be a two time MVP. And he is his game is severely limited. It's crazy to say that, but it's the truth. His game is severely limited, man. Yeah, he's just it's his skill set. It's not like his. You can tell by the way he plays that he wants to be great. But his skill set isn't there. And the big thing, like, he always be talking about, like, he doesn't work out with other people. Like, I feel like that's what's, that's a big part of what's bothering him, too. Like, you look at all the elite players. Like, niggas try to make it seem like it's only this era. But, like, T-Mac and Kobe used to work out together when they were the two best perimeter players. Like, that's how you get better. You get better working out with people. Michael Jordan was working out with niggas on, while filming Space Jam. Like, he was working out with Charles Barkley and those elites. So, like, you get better by working out with people that are as good as you or better than you, you don't get you don't get better working out with your brothers who neither of them are really NBA players yet. Like I think the young the one that plays for the Lakers has a lot of potential, but uh the one that's his teammate isn't really an NBA player. He's just there. So like you working out with those dudes, so of course your jumper probably look great compared to theirs. But if he was to get in the gym with guys like Durant, PG, Bron, those dudes, like they would help his game so much. Like Bron, KD Kawhi, those dudes all work out together, and you can mm-hmm. tell like their games. Like LeBron's game got super refined, like in the 2012, like that lockout year from 2011 to 2012. Like his game expanded so much. And if you go back and look, nigga was working out with KD every day. 
like you going of course you want to pick shit up just working out with other great players so that's yeah. a that's a big thing i feel like he need to start working out with other players or working out with like chris brickley those type of dudes that can help you with your skill because your physical yeah. you he tapped out his physical nigga seven foot with eight foot arms and can jump out the gym but now you got to like get a jumper get a jump hook get some footwork something like he don't even need nigga, much nigga, he need to see Shaq. That nigga need to go see Shaq. That's what he need to do. He need to get with Shaq and learn, learn the footwork, so so that he could be successful. But Shaq has natural footwork. Like Shaq, like like we talked about Shaq. Young Shaq used to bring the ball up, do a dribble move or two, and like step through. Like Shaq had moves his entire life. Like he he was always quick off his feet, nimble off his feet. Like Giannis has never shown that because he. He didn't really grow up as a hooper, so he didn't really have like that base that a lot mm-hmm. of hoopers got. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, hope, I hope he gets good because I, I really, I love his story and I love how hard he played. But Bro's games has got so many holes that it's, it's not even hard. Like Miami isn't even working that hard to stop him. They just yep. building a wall and getting in front of him because he's gonna run them over and it's fifty fifty charge block. It was 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 crazy as it's the it's the it's a, it's like an inverted game plan for him than like somebody like a Steph Curry. Steph Curry, you picking him up at fucking the door. Right. You picking him up when he walked through the entrance. Right. Well, Giannis, you you literally stepping away from Giannis. Right. And that's how you did. That's crazy. Moving on to another to another series. You got the Celtics versus the Raptors. Celtics were up 2-0, and they had a lead with 0.5 seconds left in game three, and they lost that motherfucker. And now the series is tied. So how you feeling about that one? Yeah, I thought this shit was over. Like when when Kemba did that that drop off to to Thice or Tice, however you say his name. Yeah, yeah the, I thought Tice, the series yeah, was over because you go up three zero, them niggas is gonna quit. But like now you didn't gave him life. Siakam like got his game together. He had a really good game last game. Van Fleet now hitting shots. Kyle Lowry hitting shots. OG hitting shots. Uh, Ibaka has been fantastic for them. So like. Yeah. It's really tough now. Like you, you in a position where it's best two out of three. They got the momentum, and you don't have Goran Hayward. Jalen Brown just had a terrible game last game. He's really had two back-to-back bad games. Like it's gonna be really tough for them. But you know, maybe. I, I think I think and I and I call, I called this shit right. I said when the when the when the Celtics dropped that game, I said it's gonna be tough for them because it's gonna be hard for them to get up knowing that. They let game three go like that. It's gonna be tough for them to respond because you're gonna be feeling like, man, we like really let one go. And then it it just seemed like in a lot of these games, and and this this happened to the the, uh, the Heat today. It's like down the stretch they just couldn't get a, a basket. They just couldn't get one basket down the stretch. Like like Jimmy Butler couldn't score one time down the stretch, and it kind of felt the same way because all they needed, all you needed uh, to beat the to beat the Raptors in game three. All you needed was one bucket. Right. All you needed was one. Like, can one person score a basket? Right. So we could we, we could change this from being a one point game to a three point. You know what I'm saying? A right. three point game. And then that just it, it it changed the complexion of the end of the game and how you approach it. So that's gonna be interesting, man. I I, I think the Celtics are still the better team, but I think I have they the are also roster, but they are they are also those... the more they are the more inexperienced team. So I was just about to say that. Yeah. Toronto's got the the better. I think Nick Nurse might be a better coach than Brad Stevens. Like it's, it's super close. Nick Nurse, he's probably my favorite coach in the league. And then all that experience they got, like they're they're used to this. Like they did the same shit last year. They was down 
they was down 0-2 last year to um were they the down Bucks. 0-2? Yeah, they were down 0-2 to the Bucks. So they're used to this. This is like light work for them. And then the Celtics, they don't really have that experience. Like this is Kemba's first real deep playoff yeah. run. Uh yeah. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum had a deep when they rookie years, but there was nothing on them. Like they was just playing free. Like, so this is the first time that they're expected to be great. So it should be interesting. I'm just happy that we didn't get a sweep because it would have been corny to see two sweeps out the East and then these Western Conference series kind of going, you know, maybe six games or so. So I'm just happy that we get in at least, you know, multiple long series. Uh, Rockets, Lakers. What you thinking? How you feeling? Um, I had Lakers in six before the series. <laughs> um, yeah. I th- probably still got that. Um, Houston, like Houston, LeBron was talking about it like, they just play so weird that you can't really prepare for it, right? Like that five-out lineup that they do, like nobody else does that. And the way that they play defense, switching everything, like other teams switch everything, but they'll do like that scram switch thing. So like if Steph Curry end up on a big man, he'll like release and Draymond to go over there. Like the Rockets don't do none of that. They just like switch it and say, fuck it. We all the same height anyway. So I think I like threw the Lakers off, but I, I feel like the Lakers are the better team and over the course of a seven-game series, like, I, I just find it hard that a team with no rim protection can beat a LeBron James and an Anthony Davis team. Like, they might have a couple – it might take them a couple games to figure it out. But, like, once they figure – once you figure Houston out, it's kind of like a dub. Because even OKC, like, OKC figured them out. They just couldn't make a shot down the stretch in game seven. So, I, I, I got the Lakers in six. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven. But I, I, I wouldn't – bet any money on, on Houston. How about you? Uh, I, I don't think that the Lakers are just a clear-cut better team. I feel like the Lakers have the best, possibly the best player in the series. I don't think that they have the better team, though, because after LeBron and, and Anthony Davis, it's a, a severe drop-off if you really think about it. Right. Like, the Lakers shooting is terrible. Their, their jump shooting is terrible. And it's threes versus twos. Like, to be honest with you, and the Rockets are going to take the threes and keep on shooting the threes. You know what I mean? So, if they, like, if James Harden is going to be able to play the way he played in game one, it's going to be tough for the Lakers, bro. I'm not saying that the, the Rockets are going to win the series, but, like, if he's going to be afford, allowed to play that, he plays, and I think it may be because of the shooting, the lack of a big on the court, but he, he, he was able to play so much more free than Damian Lillard was allowed to play against the Lakers, and I think it might, may, may be because of the big. It may be because the rotations are longer because of the spacing. But, like, when they trapped him, he was able to make every pass on the floor. And it was something like when you put two on the ball with James Harden and you got Russell Westbrook on the court, he's a Russell Westbrook has changed his game to where he's not taking the three, he's attacking on the catch. If right. you look at it, they trapped, they trapped James. And as soon as James moved the ball, Russ is already downhill. He damn near catches puts, it with a running start. It's, it's exactly, yeah. exactly. And it puts so much pressure on the defense to where the, it's either him getting the bucket at the rim or the next person being wide fucking open because he attacked with so much force right. to where they got to step down hard to cut him off. So, like, that situation, if he's going to be – and then LeBron tried to go up there and James, guard James Harden. And James Harden politely walked right by that nigga. Yeah, bro. Like, nobody yeah. on nobody on their team could guard James. But that's at all. But I feel like when Russ is out the game, that's when you start trapping. Because at that point, you're making, you know, Daniel House and Austin Rivers be playmakers. And they could do it, but I I just I I'll take my chances with them versus Russell Westbrook, a dude that 
has won an MVP, averaged 30 and all that. So I think – I feel like the Lakers, their, their benefit defensively is how long they are and how, how athletic they are, like with, with the two-big lineup that they play. And I think, like, that eventually will wear itself on the Rockets because when you have – like, you've seen the last series with Nurkic. Nurkic look exhausted at the fourth quarter of some of them games because it's like you got AD on you, then you got JaVale on you, then you got Dwight. Just Like, Dwight comes in the game and just throws niggas to the ground. And it's like some of the times they'll call a foul, some of the times they won't call a foul. I, I respect that. I respect that. But I think it's a different situation because the Blazers didn't have enough players to really – to really like uh give give Nurkic a blow. Whereas like Dwight Howard can't even play in this series, bro. Nah, I think he JaVel 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 McGee can't really play in this series. No, I, like, I disagree with that. The, they're not if you watch the games, them niggas not making the rotations. Like the rot like that's literally I, I watched LeBron James give up like two wide open corner threes because he just didn't rotate. Like Right, but what I'm saying is that was a bad execution game. Like, they didn't execute their okay. defensive game plan that game. Like, they even said it after the game. They were like, yo, we had too many too many uh, hiccups. And, like, even if you watch, their energy just wasn't – their energy just wasn't there the entire time. Right? So, I, I, I think, like, if the same thing happens in game two, then you can say, all right, this is, this is the well, pattern. Well, uh, AD – the game is on right now. AD got 11 points, nigga. So, got 11? the first quarter – he got eleven already, Jeez. and it's the first quarter. So he heard he heard y'all talking shit about him having to score uh, on PJ Tucker. That's what, like this is what I like about AD, but I hate it too. Like when niggas call him out, he'll step his game up. But like, I just feel like you shouldn't have to be called out. Like when you, I'm gonna be honest, I don't think you're he at had that a bad level. Game. I don't think he had a bad game in game one. I think that his his supporting cast didn't didn't put him in the right. The right spots. Right, AD but, is a big man. He got to be put in the right spots for him to be successful. But when and you, I don't feel like they did that. But when you that great, you can you can literally just go to LeBron and be like, "Yo, give me the ball right here." LeBron's not going to be like, "Nah, I'm not going to do it." Right? You feel what I'm saying? So like, I understand it's up to the coach to put you in a good spot, but it's also up to you to like force your way into the good spot. Like I, I like I seen like Kawhi last night. Like there there were some things that they could have did better for sure to like get them the ball in, in easier situations. But when you that great and one of the best players in the world, like AD is easily top five in the world. Like yeah, maybe yeah. even higher. Like the way he's been playing in these playoffs has been like insane. So like when you're that great, you can kind of force you go to the coach and say, yo, give me the ball right here. Or you can go to Brian and say, yo, give me the ball right here. And they're going to give you a ball right there. So like it's I, I, agree with that. I agree with that. I'm I'm talking about the way they was loading up on him. Like if you watch the way, like PJ Tucker did a good job sometimes. PJ Tucker, I'm not gonna lie. PJ Tucker clamped the shit out of LeBron a couple plays. But normally when he was on Anthony Davis, he had a lot of fucking help on Anthony Davis. So like For they sure. was doing this shit. Not, they were doing this shit where one on one. That's, that's right, right. Huge. But but the but the Rockets were doing this shit where like PJ Tucker would front AD, but then. They will walk a nigga over to the backside to where you can't even make the entry pass. Now, if there's two niggas on AD, that means somebody over. But instead of them niggas moving the ball and like figuring out a way to get a but that person was be Rondo. That's the problem, and he can't shoot. <laughs> like, and I I hate saying like shit like that about NBA players because they are the peak of the world. Like they're the 450 best players in the world. But like Rondo can't shoot. Like. It, yeah. I don't care if he like last night, like the the night uh, before last, he was two for five from three, which is really good. But like nobody cared. Like they still didn't guard him. Like the point of you <laughs> spacing on the three point line 
isn't really just for you to get threes, but it's for other it's for people other to people. be able to right. have a lane. If they don't have a lane, even if he – he could probably hit five, six threes in a game, and they'll just be like, all right, the, the math says next game he's going to go 0 for 8 instead of 6 for 8 this game. You feel what I'm saying? I think, so, I think, I think, that's, a, I think that's a big reason why the Bucks were so successful after Giannis went up. It was a lot of fucking space on that court, man. It was because cause you're not checking you're not checking Giannis at the three point line. Where, so yeah. when you're not you're like that 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 affects everybody else's space. Middleton had more space to be able to even though even though it, like he got more attention because he was the only one. He had more more space to create because Giannis wasn't there. The rotations are longer and shit like that. And Giannis so, doesn't I, move without the ball. So when Giannis doesn't have it, he just stands there and like he'll try to crash the offensive boards afterwards. But Giannis yeah. isn't the type to cut or you know set a flare screen or anything that's just not a part of their offense so it's, i don't know if it's really his fault but in the in the last series we're going to talk about and then we can get up out of here clippers versus nuggets man um How you com- coming in i i had clippers and six because i i did feel like like the the nuggets best player is matched up with the clippers worst player like the clippers Problem is they have no good big men big on men. defense. Yep. Like Trez is amazing offensively, but he's still only like six seven. So it's really he's not that good on on defense. Um, and then Zubak is he's too slow footed and he's not really he's big, but he's not strong. Like if you saw last night, Joker was like moving him out the way all the time. So yeah. to me, yeah. if Joker could dominate the game, it's just it becomes that much easier um, for them. And Jamal Murray was fucking. Given Kawhi, PG, PG. Audible, <laughs> like that's the thing about the like the Clippers. They're a great defensive team, but like the shifty guys, the the Luka Doncic, the the Jamal Murray, like you can get busy on them if you like shifty and super skilled. So it should be interesting. I still think the Clippers are are gonna win uh, I, I, in six. I, I, I always I always said that uh, for me it should go seven. It's it's cause cause the Nuggets and I was my brother is a Paul George fan mm-hmm. and I told him I said I said this nigga randomly started rooting against the Blazers like you know how that shit go when you like you watch a sports with somebody right. y'all just got to be opposed to each other just for the sake of like just for the sake of sake of, you know what I'm saying that nigga just randomly started rooting against the Blazers right now I I like Kawhi Leonard. And Paul George, but now I gotta root against the Clippers because this nigga rooted against me. Right. So now I'm rooting against the Clippers. So I told that nigga, I said like now, and this is when the, the Nuggets were down three one to the Jazz. I was like, the Jazz, the Jazz might win this series. Mm-hmm. But but I said I, but I said the Nuggets are a better matchup for the Clippers because right. yeah. the Nuggets like basically how the Jazz are. As presently constructed, the Jazz are a one-man show with some niggas that fill in every now and then. Right. The Nuggets, the Nuggets have a lot of bodies. They have a lot of talent on that team. So they got a center. They're, they the, deepest a team, they're the deepest team in it right now. And they're missing yeah. Will Barton, who starts. Like that. They're missing Will. They're, they're definitely missing Will Barton. Right. So definitely it's like you're Will missing Barton. the starter and you're still the deepest team in this. That's crazy. So so I told him, I said they match up, they match up really, really well with y'all. And I said the reason why they match up really, really well with y'all is because they don't force y'all to take Zubak off the floor. Right. So that mean that mean that Joker get to roast him. Y'all need Zubak to play to match up with him. So that mean that Joker get to roast him, and then that gives other niggas switches with the, one of the worst defensive big men left in the playoffs. So that, it's it's gonna be interesting. They're going and I told I told him I said they're gonna be able to score y'all. Right. 
I know I didn't expect I didn't expect them to like start smacking them like that in game two. I did not expect that. Yeah, that first quarter I, was was insane. That was that nigga yo. I didn't know he could shoot like that. Like I didn't know he could shoot that well, bro. Nah, Joker. Even, Joker's the most. He's the most skilled big in the league. Like AD, AD's better, but like AD isn't as skilled. Like AD, his footwork isn't as smooth, and he doesn't have the touch around the rim. Now AD makes up with it that he's probably the best athlete at the position. Yeah, yeah. So he, he can, yeah. So he he still can get off just based off his athleticism. But like straight skill, like Joker's insane. Like his footwork, like the way he utilizes the spin move, the drop step, the pump fake, like. Bro, it's crazy nice, man. Like like that like that game when he hit on Gobert. Like what? <laughs> yeah, that, that's insane. Like most niggas, most 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 big men in the league, I'm not gonna lie, it's a bygone time because at a certain point, probably every big man big man in the NBA had a shot like that in their bag. But like most big men in the league today wouldn't even dream about taking a shot like that. Right. That nigga shot some shit. It's it's like on 2K when Tysino Tysino doing a bunch of hop jumpers. And most niggas don't even try hot jumpers at all. And he greening the motherfuckers right, yeah. every time he do one. Uh, so I mean, I, I I got that shit going seven. I'm rooting for the Nuggets because I fuck with I fuck with Jokers. Uh, but I don't know, man. It's it's a pick 'em to me. You know what I'm saying? And we don't really know who the Clippers are yet. We don't, they've never been battle tested like this. Shit, they almost a, they almost folded last series when they if, if Porzingis was there, we would have seen <laughs> some real shit because like. Like Paul George was talking about his mental health, and I don't, I don't like joking about that type of stuff. But like, even now, PG's only had like two or three good games this entire playoffs, for real, for real. Like he's been, he's just been bad defensively. He's been solid, but offensively, he just doesn't look hey, his normal hey, self. Hey, hey, Bayo, hey, hey, this nigga, this nigga, this nigga, uh, Markeith Morris got twelve points, nigga. No, nah, I'm watching the game now. Yeah. He, he four for this nigga four for four, bro. Yeah, yo, yeah. So, they, yeah. They heard you talking about they hate you. This is this has been episode thirteen. <laughs> I'm waiting till you hear this, nigga. We gonna watch the game, nigga. Right. Hey, hey, shout out your shout out your shows on socials, by uh, uh, so on. I only have a Twitter. I don't have Facebook for like the Facebook I have. I don't really use. It's, it's uh, Amadou A H H M U H D O O. It's spelled. Right. Is that phonetically? I think it's spelled. I mean, it's spelled yeah, how it cool, sounds. They'll, they'll find if they want to know. Rewind what the fuck he said and go look. Go look for him. Follow me on Twitter at Dame Fresh. Follow Rick on Twitter at Blah Blah Rick. Uh, send that nigga all the love and support that you want. Send him. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, kind of sick right now. He be alright though. Uh, uh, follow the podcast at, at Wait Till You Pod. Uh, follow us on on Facebook. Um, wait till you hear this podcast. Uh. Uh, subscribe, share, rate, review, all that good shit on Apple Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts now. And again, like I always say, I want to give a big shout out to the audience for tuning in each and every week. This shit is growing. The numbers are growing pretty much every time we put out an episode. And I cannot be more grateful for people who decide to spend their time with us each and every week for however long we run this shit. It's normally like around two hours, two and some change. I appreciate it. And we're going to keep giving, giving y'all consistent content. Uh, if if the Lord said the same, Ricky going to be here for next next week's episode when we get back to regularly scheduled programming. Hey, Bayo, bye, bye, shout out to you, man. We, we appreciate you for coming through and tapping in with me for the duration of this shit, man. I know it's not easy, especially like this being one of the first times you're doing something like this. So salute to you, bro. No, nah, I appreciate y'all for having me.
Like, it's dope. Uh, I fuck with the show. It's one of the few podcasts I'm still listening to, um, for sure. Like, it's it's just dope to see, like, shit that we've been talking about doing in the group, like, people are actually doing. Like, this conversational podcast isn't new, but it's just uh-huh. dope to see that y'all actually took the initiative, made the podcast, and it actually is dope. Like, you know, yeah, texting, it's, texting it's, shit and then actually talking is two completely different things. So the fact that y'all got that good chemistry, that shit dope. So... It's the, know, exe- it's, the execu- the, it's, the, it's the execution more than anything. It's like one thing to try it, but to actually execute it and it be something that is actually, oh, okay, this is some shit that people might actually want to listen to. Right. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I knew from episode one, I was like, yo, that shit kind of felt, we didn't even plan nothing. I was just like, yo, that shit kind of felt like we was all right, bro. I think we might be good at this. Yeah, I said the <laughs> same thing. I was like, yo, that for episode one, like y'all weren't talking over each other, y'all Y'all were good in synergy. I'm like, oh nah, this is this is gonna be something. Cause yeah. if you like that episode one, episode twenty is gonna be ten steps up from that. So like you yeah, keep moving especially up. When, especially when we know what the fuck we're doing. But like I said, man, this nigga, this nigga Bio keep texting me saying that he won't go watch LeBron James two jump shots. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold him. I'm not gonna hold him. No money, no more longer, man. We out this motherfucker. <laughs>